everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 216, entitled The Game of the Year 2020. It is that time of year where we crown our best games of the year. And my name is Steve, and here to talk about all the best games of the year, as always, is Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve, always a pleasure, and been looking forward to this for a while now. Absolutely, and looking looking pretty snazzy there, as you uh, get to celebrate the uh, the best of 2020. Also joining Absolutely. us as usual is Greg. Hey, Greg, how's it going? Going great. Can't wait to get into the topics tonight. Absolutely, uh, we have a lot to cover tonight. In addition to uh, our game of the year picks, uh, there was some recent news that we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to be talking about the game awards um, and and what was uh, announced and what was uh, kind of shown off, but also the the awards uh, that were given uh, during that presentation last week and also we had a little indie showcase uh today uh this morning and so we're going to cover that real quick uh before we get into the the game or our game of the year awards so just kind of let you guys know what the the lay of the land is tonight um but uh we thank you guys so much especially those that are joining us live right now in the chat there's already some good conversations starting up there we see it already so uh be sure to let us know your thoughts on the news we talk about tonight, but also your game of the war, uh, game of the year picks as well. Uh, I know a lot of us have had, uh, you guys have had an opportunity to share your your game of the year picks uh, in our Discord, and uh, we'll be kind of just glancing through those and and acknowledging those as best as we can uh, tonight as well. Um, but uh, feel free to throw those in the chat room so that everybody else can see it during our live show. Um, it's gonna be be great. We yeah we we know we had some uh, good conversation already already you know it's it's already going so uh, yeah keep it keep it up throughout the show tonight. Uh, if you are new to the Nintendo Fuse podcast, if you're new to the Nintendo Fuse uh, YouTube channel, and you haven't hit that subscribe button yet, you haven't hit the the like button, the share button, all the the bell button, all the, the all the buttons. Uh, be sure to do that, and uh, also share this with other people that you know would enjoy this kind of content. Uh, just a heads up that we will be uh, off after this episode. We're going to be taking a break for the holiday season uh, and then be back again in uh, 2021, uh, January 2021, which is crazy. That's uh, 2020 is almost behind us. Uh, just kind of a heads up so you guys know. Um, so normally we're in a week to week kind of uh, schedule. And so if, you, if you're like, hey, wait, where's the where's the podcast? Uh, you know ahead of time that we're going to be back in January. So enjoy the holiday season. And, uh, and if you are, you know, if for some strange reason, you, you're you missing us next week and you're like, I really want to he hear Steve, Greg, and Barry, uh, just check out our past podcast. We got 215 that you can listen to uh, in, our, in our backlog. So check out an old one in, in the meantime. But uh, yeah, all that's out of the way. Uh, oh, I forgot. Of course. We want you guys to follow us on social media. So at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Also, make sure you follow us uh, or join our Discord and and talk about uh, all the games that you've been playing over the holiday season. We'd love to keep this conversation going uh, in between episodes. Even though we're off the podcast for a couple of weeks, uh, we will be pretty pretty active in the Discord. So that's a great way to to keep that conversation going. But uh, yeah, so 
There's a lot to talk about tonight. We're probably going to go over our uh, our hour hour limit uh, that we normally try to shoot for about an hour. Um, it's probably going to go a little longer tonight. But uh, before we jump into any of the news, all of our picks, let's talk briefly, as briefly as possible, about what we've been playing <laughs> over this last week, so that we can save a lot of more time for the for the news and our picks. So, uh, Barry, what have you been playing over this last week? Uh, yeah, uh, still doing Animal Crossing. The new recipes just came out today. Back to balloons. The the snowmen are out and need to die in a fire. I, I swear, for the most casual game on the planet, I've never raged more at a video game than Animal Crossing with this stupid snowman where it's like, oh, you got it 90%. Screw you. You have to wait till tomorrow. Not, what? Well, come on. You got to measure exactly what it is. Like Kids aren't going to do that. I'm I'm not even doing that. Screw it. It's, it's a terrible game design. The person should be fired. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I've I've been uh, on the PS5. I did finish Immortals, uh, Phoenix Rising, and uh, great game. Not qualified for the game of the year because it came out in December, but great game. Really had a lot of fun. Uh, on the PS4, I started playing some Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. That was, that was a good part of my high school. Uh, and it was just great to revisit some of those uh, those levels again uh, with some new music and some old. So thankfully Superman is there because that, that would just say no to, to playing it without Goldfinger. And uh, I'm playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order now. Uh, it's a game I wanted to play, and uh, it's kind of cool. It's like Star Wars Uncharted. It, I, you know, I'm having some fun with it. Uh, I like the combat. I like the graphics for sure and the music. Yeah. And uh, you know, PC-wise, I'm still playing Final Fantasy XIV. A uh, new patch just dropped Tuesday, so there's a ton of new content. And uh, on the mobile, you know, still Mario Kart Tour, you know, racing in the, the latest tournament that, that ends tonight. And uh, Dragalia Lost just started a brand new event, uh, so I've been doing that. Cool. Cool. Uh, going to the chat real quick. Um, I'm apologizing. I don't know if it's Carolyn or Caroline. Uh, I think both of those names are spelled uh, the same way, and I don't know how to pronounce that one. But anyway, uh, it says uh, that end of the year wrap ups to be expected and, and uh, 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 wanting balloons. Um, so I have a feeling that this person is uh, related or connected to Mike because Mike always wants us to have balloons as well. Um, <laughs> no, she's referring to the balloons in Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. I just let them admit our balloons. Um, Mike always wants us to have balloons, um, but tonight would have been good. I, that would have been a good idea for us to have balloons tonight. Uh, anyway, uh, Jakester uh, says that he's to chapter four in Trials of Mana and is working through uh, the new Christmas event in FGO, and that's really about it. Um, and uh, Jesse Glenn said tried a little Zoids, and uh, oh. Caroline. It is Caroline. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm glad that you, you clarified that for us. Sorry, Caroline. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got that right now. So, uh, uh, Greg, what have you been up to over this last week? Still pretty busy. <laughs> um, I was trying to get some last minute picks in for um, our Game of the Year podcast, which like, I actually got some to squeeze in there. So that's kind of exciting. So still playing Animal Crossing, but over the last uh, four days or so, I haven't actually logged in. I need to do that because I hear snowman making is a lot of fun for Barry. And <laughs> still, gotta, still have to catch the last bug, so that's kind of something I still need to look forward to getting done. Um, we're still playing on Mario Kart 8 and uh, a little bit of Super Smash Brothers here and there. Um, the major new addition to our uh, lineup with my daughter this time is Super Mario Odyssey. 
So she's had, had a lot of fun exploring around on my account. We found like another 10 more moons on mine and then she wanted to start her own. So then now I'm kind of getting a fresh play through the game through her eyes as she's going through the Sand Kingdom and Cascade Kingdoms already. So then she's already onto the wooded one. So it's been a lot of fun kind of going re- revisiting that game. I almost want to collect more moons on my own profile. But yeah. There's a, tons of games in my backlog, so I don't know how much that will happen. So Nice. Let's see. I think that was pretty much it on Switch. We were still playing Mario Kart Wii and uh, Super uh, Mario Power Tennis for GameCube on the Wii. Because Wii plays GameCube games. Then still doing uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. They just updated to uh, 5.0 and have Book 5 that just launched. So that's kind of cool there. And then I did keep up with the Mario Kart Tour this time around. I don't know how long I'll continue to play it, but I don't know. I really don't like the controls, but I'm still having fun uh, getting first place and destroying everybody in, others in that uh, ranked mode. So I don't know how long that will last. Nice. Nice. Uh, going quickly to chat again. Looks like uh, King Koopa is, is talking about his depressing backlog. And uh, yeah, we hear you, King Koopa. Uh, man, um, there's so many games uh, and so little time. Uh, but he has been playing Super Mario 35. Uh, I have not touched Super Mario 35 in a while. Um, Jesse Glenn said he picked up uh, the two Ori titles and certainly tempting for him to play. Uh, yeah, great games. And uh yeah, so um, I've been playing a lot this last week, um, but really the the no surprise at all. The time the game that I spent the most time with is Rocket League. Uh, season two came out uh, last week, and uh, yeah, just kind of grinding away, trying to get um, higher and higher in the ranks. And um, I've actually not only am I. Uh, I think several episodes ago, I talked about how I was able to get um, platinum and kind of like midway through platinum. Um, I got platinum in like several different categories uh, of, of play this this time around in season one. So that was pretty exciting. Um, so I feel like I'm, I'm continuing to improve. They've added some really cool stuff. Uh, so yeah. Um, and Jakester, we, we just got to we gotta play sometime. So let's let's make it happen over this holiday break. Uh, we're gonna play some some Rocket League together. Uh, all right, so let's let's talk about briefly about some news that happened uh, recently. Uh, Greg, do you mind walking us through what happened with this uh, with this um, the indie showcase that kind of came out of nowhere, right? Like we we thought we were done with the Nintendo news stuff. We've been getting these like miniature like. Uh, mini directs and everything, partner showcases, and then all of a sudden an indie world comes out of nowhere and uh, and lands on us this morning. So kind of walk us through what we 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 saw from, from this presentation. Yeah, so pretty much it was like a right around 18-minute video, and they showcased, I think, around 15 to 20 games. I don't have the exact number. I did write all of the ones down, though, so um, I can jump through it really Quick, uh, it was Splunky 1 and 2. It's like a kind of an action-adventure type game that, platformer that will be released uh, next summer. Then there was a very unusual uh, Fisty Fluffs, like a cat-fighting game. Um, I heard all these I didn't uh, mark down the release date, so I apologize. I know a number of them were next uh, year, and there was even some that launched today, so I didn't quite get all those notes in my personal list, so... 
after that, there was like a driving game, um, very, very ballet. Um, then there was also a tunch. It's like a hack and slash kind of fighter game. Um, Yacht Club, Yacht Club Games has their next game called Cyber Shadow that releases on January 26th, like an action platformer game. And it even actually works with, uh, um, Shovel Knight Amiibos. Mm. There's a Calico Cat a game that's be coming out. I heard it's kind of similar theme to Animal Crossing, where you just kind of build and craft stuff and make like a little cat village. There's Alba, a wildlife adventure, an adventure type game. It was uh, I'm definitely gonna butcher this one. It's like um, Nosia. <laughs> it's like G N O S I A. It's like a super quick kind of game that can finish a playthrough in like 15 to 25 minutes and you just select different options as you're going through the story and the, even the creator was saying it's pretty hard to even get the exact same ending each time so that's certainly interesting there um there's a happy the name of the game is happy game but it's an actual horror game so that's kind of fun uh super meat boy forever is going to be coming to switch um, it's a, a very obviously a very challenging platformer, requires very much precision and speed. And there's a grindstone that's like a puzzler, like a combo building game that I guess kind of similar to like Candy Crush, stuff you can make cool snake patterns and stuff. Then they this is where they did like the fast headlines. It was when the past was around. It's like a point and click game. There's the Cosmocrats puzzle game. Um, Hoa, an adventure in nature game. Hazel Sky, one that I thought might be another point and click, but I'm not quite sure. It could be an adventure game. There's Trash Sailors, it's kind of like a shoot 'em up type game. Finding Paradise, another adventure game. And then there, uh, one more thing was a game called Among Us, and it was like a multiplayer game where you can kind of fool other players into thinking that somebody is the responsible for like the um, graffiti and different miscellaneous uh, fun activities. You can destroy stuff and knock stuff over. And you've got to work together to figure out who's the actual um, culprit, what's behind it. Nice. That's pretty much the main notes I had there. Yeah. So we got to see a lot. Um, Barry, what stood out to you this for this Nindy or Indie Showcase? Whatever. They keep changing the names of these things, and I don't know how to keep track of them. Uh, but whatever yeah. they showed <laughs> off this morning, what what sh- what stood out to you? <laughs> uh, it was nice to see Splunky 1 and 2. Uh, hopefully they get a physical combined. Uh, Nosia looked fantastic to me. It just it had that that visual novel look but it was like the quick play type of experience and i love those deceptive games like avalon where you had to try to figure things out um so that looked good cyber shadow looked great looked uh, you know like a sequel to messenger but it just looked like a lot of fun uh grindstone looked kind of interesting um but then of course i am 8-bit just stealthily like oh yeah there's a physical so i'm already grabbing that one and uh among us uh, you know a game that I've never played and I've heard some good things and that that's a shadow drop. And I guess the only other one that kind of intrigued me was happy game. Um, just because it like, I'm not a fan of horror games, but like the psychological horror kind of intrigues me. And I don't know, just something unsettling about it, but <laughs> also like it draws me in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, same here. I, I I don't think I've ever really played like a true on like psychological horror game. I, I enjoy psychological horror like movies and stuff. So that's that's really interesting. Um, Spelunky is, is something that that I definitely think I'm going to enjoy. Um, I played very little of the last games, I think, just because I, like, I, I don't know life happened or whatever. I, some, for some reason, I didn't really get much time with it. So it's cool to, to see it's coming over and the sequel. Um, just interesting that uh, it, it's going to take that long to at least even bring Spelunky one over. Um, I was, I was actually expecting that to drop sooner and then two maybe next summer. That makes sense, but it was shocking that to see that it's going to take that long for one as well. But uh but yeah, I think the Among Us is going to be fun. Um, I I've not played Among Us on computer, but I played on my phone, my tablet, um, and I don't like the on-screen controls. So to be able to actually use a controller <laughs> um, to play Among Us uh, is really exciting for me because um, it's it's a really fun game. Uh, if you played um, games like Murder or Mafia or Town of Salem or something like that, it's it's very similar kind of game, um, but uh, very active, and you gotta yeah you gotta figure out who's the imposter uh, among us and uh, vote them off before they kill you. So it's kind of a it's a fun game, um, and it, and it's cool because you can play in person or online um, with other players. And I'm I'm guessing that I don't think they really talked about it, but I'm guessing it's going to be uh, cross platform as well. Um, and so that's that's really yeah cool. I believe. So yeah, Greg, what what stood out to you? Um, I was definitely interested in Splunky one and two. I never actually played those before or really heard of them. So I mean, it looked like the kind of games. I love those action adventure type games. Those seem to be some of the main high, like the at least two of the highest highest like ones that I really like. Um, the Yacht Club game Cyber Shadow definitely looks a lot of fun. That definitely gives like a little touch of like shovel and light kind of mixed in there because it's still like that. 8-bit type game and it's just really difficult, like really action and um, difficult oriented. Um, those were the main two that I would pretty much definitely sold on already. There's a number of other ones that might be looking more into like even Vista Fluffs. I don't know if my daughter might like something like that. Um, that Nausea game seems like it could be kind of fun to unlock different endings. And then Among Us, if we find time to play that as a family or something. I don't know how that, if that would work or if it's more for online, don't really know too much about that. So I was going to look into that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I did note is, I don't know if anyone noticed, but during the grindstone uh, portion, when they were showing the leaderboards, there was like a, they had a reference to Tiger King with like Carol Basket as like one of the person's high score names. So nice. That, I thought that was very funny. Yeah. I didn't actually get to see that. That's funny. That is awesome. I was like freeze framing it, and I was like, "Wait, is that what it says?" What I think it says. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, looks like uh, some people are, are saying in the chat that they thought this was kind of a, a, a snooze fest this time. Um, also, Tunchy and Fisty Fluffs were the highlights for for Jakester. Um, yeah, it looks like uh, some people are like, hey, they already got uh, Among Us on, on PC or whatever, so I'm not going to be uh, playing it on, on Switch. But that's cool, though. I mean, the cool thing is that it's available on more platforms so that more players can get into it. So it's not like you have to uh, continue, uh, you know, get it on all the systems. Um, you know, you don't have to do like I did and have Rocket League on everything. Um, but <laughs> just get it on something um, and, and play it. So that's pretty cool. Um all right, cool. So 
a surprise thing, but uh, you know, it maybe didn't have something for everyone. But uh, but it is it is a, a cool thing that we were definitely not expecting. Um, but going and going back to to last week, uh, we we actually had the Game Awards. Um, I mean, um, I, I hear it's called the the Last of Us Two Awards. That's that's more appropriately <laughs> named. Um, I think someone made that comment earlier in the chat. Um, I'm just gonna acknowledge that I stole it from them. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Barry, walk us through what kind of awards were were actually given out uh, specifically to <coughs> Nintendo uh, platforms and stuff. And then we also got a, a little bit of, of some surprises that happened uh, during yeah. this show as well. Uh, yeah, so if, if you just play on the Switch and that is your only system, this award show did, was not very kind to you. Uh, Animal Crossing did take home um, best family game uh it was nominated of course for game of the year but lost uh and hades got uh two uh, titles best indie and best action uh, that was it that was it for this for the switch Every, everything else that did come out um or that that one was for other systems unfortunately even like most anticipated breath of the wild did not win that one or breath of the wild you know the sequel um there were some of course world premieres and surprises um, for Switch, um, the big one is going to be the new Smash character, which I know there were tons of people that are ecstatic and screaming and, you know, just having the greatest of time. And, of course, it's Sephiroth of Final Fantasy VII. I understand it, but I'm still annoyed. And the main reason I'm annoyed is not for those rabid fans that absolutely love Sephiroth. It's because the representation. And what I mean by that is if you look at Square, let's take Square exactly uh, from that. Um, they have another big RPG series called Dragon Quest, and Dragon Quest got one DLC fighter, and that one DLC fighter represents four games with playable characters on top of more represented in the Final Smash, and you get a, one stage plus music from, from all the, uh, well, not all, but a lot of the different games. And Dragon Quest has 11 games plus, you know, spinoffs. Final Fantasy, a series with 15 games and a bunch of spinoffs, has their second character, both characters represent the same game. Both stages will represent the same game, and music will all represent the same game. A game that didn't even launch originally on Nintendo. And to me, that is just not enough representation for a series with 15 games. Uh, you know, hearkening back to you know the NES, I, I think I think that's just catering really to the fanboys. And and maybe that was Square's choice, and that's what Square wanted because of the Final Fantasy VII remake, another game catering to the fanboys. But it still saddens me in terms of representation for DLC. That's me personally. Um, there were some other things. There was a new Ghost and Goblins remake announced. There was the Capcom arcade uh, platform that was announced with a freebie game. Uh, and some other really interesting titles. Uh, for me, the announcement that stole the show was right at the end, which was the next Mass Effect, which looks amazing. And the series that briefly appeared on the Nintendo platform with uh, the Wii U version of uh, Mass Effect 3. And the remastered trilogy is not going to the Switch, but hopefully with the Switch Pro or Switch 2. Um, but yeah, there was a bunch of different announcements. And uh, overall, I mean, they had like the Mario medley. Uh, it wasn't a bad show, but as alluded to, it was the Last of Us 2 awards because they pretty much won everything. Yep, yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, I feel like I, I paid a, t a little more attention than than I have in the past years. Um, this time around, uh, it was. I, I was intrigued. I think a lot of times by by what I saw from 
the other world premieres, like it's it's cool to see where games are going in the future. Um, so that is really cool. Um, but overall, it was yeah, kind of not that exciting for for a Nintendo fan. Uh, Greg, did you get a chance to watch? And what'd you think? I actually did watch. This is the first time I've actually watched the Game Awards. So I just kind of had it on more for background. We were doing a number of other things, like we were. Also, uh, watching like a Christmas movie and like other thing, like it was kind of funny. Like my wife was was watching it on the TV. I was using this, this my laptop to stream the Game Awards, and my daughter was playing on like an iPad. So it was like all three of us were in the same room on different screens. So <laughs> nice. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, I, a lot of it I was kind of tuning out because I don't really not super familiar with like these Xbox and PlayStation games very much, but. It was still like I recognized like the smash like logo thing looks up and I was like okay focus like see what's going on here and then I didn't even know who it was because I never played Final Fantasy VII so that yeah. part didn't really do much for me and it's still not going to sell me on the second Fighters Pass yet so hmm. interesting. Yeah, I've played Final Fantasy VII, but uh, I only played it the original game, so he didn't look like that. Uh- <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I definitely did not. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, but uh, is it interesting to see? I mean, like, yeah, that that kind of uh, you know representation stuff. I mean, like, you wonder, like, are they actually going to try to like bring over the remaster to it, or are they just going to like, you know what, like, this is the best we can do? Sorry, you know, um, you know, we we parted ways back then back then you know we know it's supposed to go on 64 and blah blah and everything so we're just gonna like you know here's here's a little love for uh final fantasy 7 now you know use our use our characters and and smash but uh, well seven is on the switch as well well yes i guess now seven eight nine yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but not the uh not the new the remaster no one. not the yeah. remake remake yeah uh but uh let's go to this chat real quick i know there's been there's a lot of conversation about the game awards uh jakester just it was jakester that called the the last of us awards um so thanks jakester for uh you know give me those those words I'll, yes i'm a thief uh <laughs> um and then jared said breath of the wild 2 got snubbed for most anticipated i agree i i'm i'm surprised um a little bit but yeah not exactly <laughs> considering the rest of the show <laughs> <laughs> I think if we actually had like an official, more of like a different trailer, I think it might have had more of a chance. But since it's been on complete radio silence since its reveal, I mean, That's I think true. even when Breath of the Wild, even when Breath of the Wild was coming out, when we had that very first initial tease one forever ago, just with the Guardian, it was like all those analysis done by uh, Game Explain and stuff. But then they at least showed a, like a few different trailers throughout the few years of um, development that it had to go through after it was supposed to come out by that point so yeah uh the good link is a girl trailer <laughs> right uh let's see uh dave says it gives him a uh, reason to play final fantasy 7 finally uh jakester didn't really care for sephiroth um played final fantasy 7 but try we'll try him anyway I, yeah same here like I'll, I'll try all the characters at least you know once or twice just to check it out um jared would have hoped for uh sora for another square uh, rep, but Sephiroth was uh, Sephiroth was uh, better than the Fortnite guy. <laughs> um, 
Caroline says, I think it's just a matter of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out this year, and Sefi is a super popular dude. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just kind of trying to play that uh, as well. Um, still have hopes for Shantae coming. That'd be really cool as well. Jared's hoping for Sora, Crash, and Spyro eventually. Um, Caroline would also love Rex and Pyra and Mithra as well. Um, yeah, like, I, I, we still have how many characters left? Four? Three. Three? Three. Three left. Oh, no, it's so. four. You're right. Yeah, because there's an extra there's one this seven. time. There's, no, no, there's only there's six. six. There's yeah. three left. Yeah, the three. three okay. Left. Yeah. So, for so who knows? Like, uh, hopefully, maybe maybe they're those, those characters that everybody's been hoping for. <laughs> maybe it's going to happen. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, Game Awards. Uh, definitely, uh, overall, I mean... It's unfortunate that uh, yeah the the same games keep getting awarded stuff over and over and over again and and it's really unfortunate because like I I've heard um, that The Last of Us Part Two is actually not nearly as good as the Game Awards made it seem <laughs> like they walked away with all these different awards and I've heard that a lot of people go eh, it's kind of got some issues and it's not really as as cool as as uh, people have said it is so I don't know have either of you guys got a chance to to play it at all I have it I just haven't played it I did play the first one though okay no I haven't played it don't have a means to play it yeah yeah i feel like it's it, it's one of those games that I, I think i'll probably watch someone else play at some point but uh but yeah i don't know it, it seems to be kind of a cinematic kind of a, a thing anyhow so maybe i'll just enjoy you know watching someone else play it sometime but uh one thing tonight that is not going to be repeating i'll just say this is our Game of the Year Awards. Uh, as we get into our own picks for the Game of the Year, let me just say right up front that uh, Barry's has been predicting, I can't remember if you actually said this on the podcast or not, um, I but did, I you did? Okay. Uh, that, uh, yeah, that we are going to have a lot of different picks this year. And as, as these guys sent their picks to me and I calculated everything, all I'm going to say is that that uh, prediction was incredibly accurate for this year. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting game of the year tonight. Uh, there's going to be some surprises and there's going to be some times where you go, OK, totally saw that coming uh, and a lot of in between. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. So just a, another quick reminder of of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, first, we're going to be talking about our best, uh, our, our favorite um, indie switch games. So all these actually are for the most part, Switch games. Uh, and so we're going to talk about the the indie games, those those less expensive games that are not the AAA, top of the line, like everybody hears about games. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about those third-party AAA games, those, those high-quality games that are not Nintendo-produced games. Then we're going to be actually moving into the Nintendo-produced ones, those ones that are developed and published by Nintendo, uh, those AAA top-of-the-line games. And then also uh, we're going to be talking about uh, tonight for the first time ever, we're going to be chatting a little bit about our favorite games on non-Nintendo systems. 
as well. So just kind of give a nod. Uh, Sometimes maybe this kind of generate some discussion around this, but also we're going to be talking about like games that we hope that we would like to, to actually see on Nintendo systems. It'd be really cool to actually have these games on a Nintendo system, uh, but we didn't actually get a chance to to play them on, on there yet. And then we're going to be talking uh, by, back by popular demand, so fun to talk about the worst games of the year as well. Uh, there are lots of bad games out there, and these are the uh, we'll we'll present the the worst games that we got to play this year. Uh, and then finally, rounding it up, uh, we're going to be talking about our overall game of the year. And if you guys are brand new to our Game of the Year awards, uh, just kind of quickly run through our process. We go one by one, and we hit like uh, we hit third place second place, talk about some honorable mentions, and then we, we declare first for each of those categories. Um, so we'll kind of just kind of go around the horn each time, uh, share it, uh, share why we picked it, and then kind of move on. And uh, and that way you guys can have a chance to uh, to hear what we think about each of those games. And uh, feel free, as we've talked about already, uh, throw your picks in the, in the chat. Um, or if you have some additional thoughts uh, about our picks, um, please let us know about that as well. If you're watching after the fact, uh, let us know what your thoughts are about all our picks, but also your own picks. Put those in the in the uh, the comments as well. Um, but uh, yeah, you guys have anything else to say before uh, we actually get into this, Greg Barry? And any, any final thoughts before we start talking about our picks? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm kind of interested. Very intrigued to see what you guys pick. All right. All right. Well, let's start off, as we said earlier, with the best indie Switch games. And uh, Barry, we're going to go to you first. What was your, uh, we'll, again, we'll start off third, second, and then first. So uh, indie Switch games. Uh, yeah. So I didn't play as many indie games this year that launched this year. So my list was kind of short. But uh, coming in third place was a game, Battle Hunters which uh, was actually shown to me because I got the pleasure of interviewing the creator of the game. It is a third-person, isometric, like top-down role-playing game. It's like a tower defense game where you kind of move the towers with you. Your party is like towers. The combat, I found a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the combat. Uh, I enjoyed the, the exploration, the dungeons. It was just one of those things where it got better and better as it got more involved and swapping out characters to heal and everyone played differently. And, you know, the, the fighter played differently than the mage, played differently than the archer, played different than the, you know, the, you know, the ninja. And then you, later on, you get like mechs and like futuristic characters. And it's, it's wildly ambitious for a two-man team. And I just had a lot of fun playing it. Cool, cool. Greg, how about you? So unfortunately, I also didn't really play a ton of indie games this year. So my number three pick is actually a game that debuted on the Wii U, but did release this year on Switch, and that is Adventures of Pip. Um, I really love the platforming style and how you can change between the different modes and be like just a single pixel that can float more, and you can be like a guy that has like a sword. And then, so it, it's very cool the way that they combine all the different powers and you can transform between them by hitting certain enemies or just actually just uh, hit a button and then you can break into like a previous state too. So again, a really great job. I really love these type of games. So number three, Adventures of Pip. 
Nice, nice. That is a fun game. I didn't play it on Switch, but I, I played it on, uh, what was the original console? Was it Wii or Wii U? Wii U. Wii yeah. U. Yeah, so I played it on that, really liked it. I, th- I feel like I, did, that, did I think I alluded to that game. There was another game that was coming out recently, and it reminded me of Adventures of Pit. Uh, so, so cool, cool game. Uh, my third place, uh, I... I actually, this was this was a category that um, I played a lot more indie games this year, and so um, we'll we'll talk about it in just a second. I played a lot less third party AAA games, but I played a lot more indie games this year, so it was harder to make some of these picks. Uh, but uh, one that I was excited about uh, that um, during when it was first announced and uh, didn't get it until a little later on, um, but I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty fond of it now, and that is uh, a little game called Raji, an ancient epic. Um, really, really fun uh, game, uh, you know, surrounding this, uh, I believe, Indian culture um, and and just this really cool just... Uh, I love the, the, the view that you get when you play this game. It just makes it feel like this huge epic adventure um you can i I love that they they varied up the difficulty so you can you know like a lot of games uh nowadays where you can put it on super easy and just kind of cruise through the storyline because there's a huge storyline there but then you can also uh play a more difficulty there um and uh yeah it's got some things that i wish i wish there was a little more action i wish there was a little more um you get some times where you're just kind of walking, you know, from one place to the next and not, you know, any, you know, really, really difficult um, things that you have to overcome or anything. But then all of a sudden you get to this big battle that you really need to, uh, to, to put some solid effort into, to defeating the, uh, the, the enemies and everything. So yeah, I really had fun with uh, Raji and ancient epic. All right. Back to you, Barry. Number two. Oh boy. Back to me. All right. So number two was a game that uh, I, I was really interested in playing specifically because another game was announced this year, which, of course, was Paper Mario. So uh, this game is Bug Fables. And uh, Bug Fables came out. It is a more traditional Paper Mario style game, more like Paper Mario 64, where you play a group of bugs and you're in the bug kingdom and they, everything is big. You know, like uh, it was cardboard boxes act as like actual boxes and soda cans and stuff like that uh, act as like little houses. And the combat is very much, you know, Mario, you know, Paper Mario with the, the time button at the right time to defend or to, to attack. And uh, it is tough. Uh, there's definitely a, a difficulty spike that was probably the biggest negative to it. But there's a lot of quests. There's a lot of puzzles to solve, environmental puzzles. Uh, the environments are very varied. And if you enjoy Paper Mario and you're like, oh, you know, maybe Origami King didn't do it for you, or you loved Origami King and you just want more of that style, uh, I highly recommend Bug Fables because it is a lot of fun and uh, it's just a great game. Cool. Cool. Greg, on to you for number two. So this was a game that I bought at the very beginning of the year, back in January, but actually didn't even play it until <laughs> um, this last weekend, just to kind of power through it. Um, it's a game called Nighten Plus. So it's kind of, if you were to just play Zelda 1, just playing the inside of the dungeons, this is the kind of game that you would get. You kind of explore through different rooms, and you have like, a sword just to like hit the enemies with and then you, you're trying to find treasure 
There's a lot of humor even built into the little story that it does have. And I just had a lot of fun playing it. And I like, got to right around 50% after about an hour. I know it's kind of short, but it's also not very expensive. But it was definitely a very great game to play and definitely recommend it for people looking into one of those dungeon crawler type games. Nice. Nice. I haven't even heard of that game. That's so cool. Uh, Same. That looks good. <laughs> I know. I, I love that. Like, that's the thing I, I feel like with a lot of these indie games, especially like there's so much out there um, that, uh, yeah, we have so very various picks uh, on this. So that's cool. Um, for my number two uh, is a game that uh, a lot of us did not expect to come to Switch. Um, but as a platforming fan, as a fan, a pe person that loves just some amazing graphics that you, if you can give me great graphics and, uh, just to just pop off the screen and amazing, uh, uh, platforming, um, you're going to rope me in. And that's exactly what happened with Ori and the will of the wisps. So, um, that is, uh, my number two pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, just it's on the screen right now. Look at that. Look at that. It's amazing. Just popping off there and and just some cool like there's a cool storyline, but it doesn't it doesn't take over the game. Like there's still just really quality uh, platforming elements to it and some action there. Uh, it's just fun and you want to just keep playing more and more. Um, so, yeah fantastic game and so excited that they brought it over to switch i know a lot of people did not expect it to happen at all um and and yeah so it's it's, it's great if you have not picked up or they do have the two pack now so uh great great opportunity to get it right there so there we go all right barry on to you for some honorable mentions if you have some and then your number one indie game all right so i only really have one honorable mention again i just did not play a lot of indie games this year that came out this year. I played a lot of indie games, just not this year. Uh, but one honorable mention I just want to briefly mention is Dodo Peak, uh, another one that I had the pleasure of interviewing and talking to the developers. And we had a chance to play it for a game chat. And uh, just a lot of fun, uh, very much like Qbert, and uh, very challenging, and was really cool going for the leaderboards. And I do recommend that. But it just missed my top three. And taking the top spot, was a game that I wasn't expecting going into this year because it wasn't announced, of course, but it was announced and it came out relatively quickly after announcement. And I can't recommend this game enough. And that is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. Uh, if you're a Castlevania fan, specifically Castlevania 3, uh, the Curse of the Moon uh, side of Bloodstained is highly recommended. Uh, Inti Creates did the first one. Uh, it was done as a little bonus to the Kickstarter for Ritual of the Night. And we got to, uh, we as a backer, we got that one for free. And I just fell in love with it. It was just so much fun. So when they announced, oh, yeah, we're doing a second one. We're adding more characters. We're adding more levels. We're, we're continuing the story. And then we're bringing back the characters from the first game as well. Um, that's awesome. The, like, Indie Creates knows how to do 2D, you know, platforming. NES style action, and they do it so well. There's tons of different paths to the levels, tons of different moves and abilities that you can pick, and you get to play a corgi in a giant robot. <laughs> like, name another game that lets you play a corgi in a giant robot. I'll wait, because there is none. It is awesome, and and definitely, you know, something deserving of your time uh, if you like that the Castlevania style games. Um, I definitely recommend this. Nice, nice. 
That's so cool. Uh, yes, I, I'm. You you got me with the corgi. I, I don't know. I, I that that might be that may be enough to to pick up the game right now. <laughs> cool, Greg. Uh, how about your on any honorable mentions in your number one? Yeah, the main honorable mention list that I've played would be also Dodo Peak and Battle Hunters. Um, both great games, and for Battle Hunters, I barely had any time with it. Otherwise, it might have actually made the list. Um, so, I, unfortunately, I had to kind of push it off. Um, the only other honorable mentions I had were actually games you guys listed, but I never actually got. Um, well, actually, I did get Bloodstained 2, but I actually completely forgot about it and didn't play it. So that would have been an honorable mention. And also Ori, I was really hoping to try to purchase it over this last week, and I just didn't bite the bullet on it. So that was two games looked incredible to actually play and include. But as far as my number one, it was a game that I spent a ton of time in, and it was uh, What the Golf. Um, normally I'm not a big golf fan, and I was really advertising it heavily in May when we were just my games played at that time. And a golf game that's not golf so like you can hit <laughs> a car into a hole you can knock over cats it's you're not just shooting a ball at the hole you're shooting whatever i mean you even have a joke where you're shooting the arrow at the hole that you're using to aim so it's the craziest type of golf game that's not quite golf but very loosely based on golf <laughs> loosely based that's a that's a good way of putting it for sure yeah i'm so glad that i mean that... you can see in the trailer you can like launch yeah. a couch you can like <laughs> launch the club i mean like it's crazy it's so fun and so addictive and they really hit the ball out of the park with that one or hit the golf ball out of or the chair or yourself uh they get to hit a lot of things out of the park <laughs> Uh, for sure. Uh, that's cool. I'm, I'm so glad that that game came to Switch because I, I saw it on uh, Apple Arcade, I think, first. And I was like, that'd be really fun on Switch. And it finally came. So, all right, cool. Well, uh, those are all great games. But let me tell you the game that I enjoyed, the indie game that I enjoyed the most. Um, I've already told you about how much I enjoy a fantastic looking game. And a game that has some good platforming. But take Ori, maybe not as good of graphics as Ori, but still really good graphics. And then you add some extra challenge to it. And that's when you get my game of the year uh, for this year. Oh, honorable mentions though. First, before I jump into that, uh, Torchlight 3, um, uh, Hades, uh, The Last Campfire, and also Dodo Peak. Uh, enjoyed Dodo Peak so much more than I thought I would. <laughs> like. It was, I, I, yeah, I was so shocked at how much I enjoyed that game. Uh, but uh, the game that I enjoyed the most in terms of uh, uh, indie game this year is a little game called Evergate. Um, I really, really enjoy Evergate. It's uh, it's another one of those games that uh, that we talked about here on the the podcast when when it was announced, and I remember looking at it and going, "Oh my gosh, this looks interesting!" And then you finally get into it. And there's so much more challenge than I ever thought there was just looking at it. So not only is there their platforming elements, but you have to uh, chain these jumps and, and, and leaps together in order to get through each of these stages. And, and as you go, you develop more and more power-ups and it's just like chaining all this stuff together. Just, it, it really challenges my mind. Um, where you get to a new stage and you look at it and you go, okay, like, I think I know how to do this. And it's, it's one of those games that, 
um, that, yeah, you have to jump, like you jump into, but then you want to do it again because you're like, I, I can do that level better. Um, and every time you die, you're like, oh, I was so close. And so the replay value is there and you want, even though it's challenging, it's not too challenging where it makes me just want to throw the controller and, and shut it down where I'm like, I was so close. Let me do it again. Um, so that was, uh, that was a pretty cool, um, pretty cool experience with Evergate. And I'm still liking, it. I haven't, I haven't finished it yet. Um, but, uh, yeah, really, really fun. So if you haven't played ever. Evergate yet? Uh, definitely check that out. Uh, Greg, you forgot uh, you forgot an honorable mention. Is that right? Oh, you're muted. Here. Greg, says, are yep. you there? Greg, Greg, are you there? It says you muted yourself. Yes, I, you I unmuted the wrong thing. I unmuted the <laughs> podcast, like live stream on YouTube, and not the actual call. Um, yes, the last campfire is what I was doing. I'm ah, that was a really good uh, game that I should have mentioned. Cool, cool. All right, well, that is our indie picks. Uh, let's move on now to our third-party AAA Switch games. Uh, there's been a lot of cool chat. A lot of people are just kind of chiming in right with yeah. us so far and saying, yeah, I also like that game. I really like that. There were uh, some picks in there, though. Yeah. Like, like uh, Jared, Jared said, uh, Boomerang Foo and What the Golf. Cool. Uh, Jesse said Mother, Mother Russia Bleeds. Nice. Uh, King Koopa said Owlboy, but that wasn't this year. <laughs> you know, we picked old games before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> During those uh, Wii U era games. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, th this is cool. Because I love how this is already, what I'm seeing as well is a lot of people are, are saying, wow, I haven't played that game. I wasn't sure about it, but it's cool to, to hear what you guys are saying about it. And it's, it's you know, kind of turning them on to some of these games. So that's really cool. And of course, uh, Jesse says, Dog from Wild Guns is like Corgi, Merc, uh, Corgi Mech. So um, I've not played Wild Guns either. So maybe uh, maybe there's kind of two games, I guess, with, with Corgis in it. Oh. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> Nice. All right, cool. Well, let's move on to our triple A third party games. Uh, and uh, you know what, let's just, you know, if you, if you guys don't have any problem with it, we'll just keep in going in the same order that we have been going. So Barry, you get to go first again. Nah. Well, my number three pick is actually one that uh, Jakester said his game of the year for third party is and that is Trials of Mana. I have always loved the Mana series since playing Final Fantasy Adventure. And uh, I was so excited to finally see this game getting localized. And this is actually the second localization on the Switch because you have the 2D version on the collection of mana. And this is the full-blown remake in 3D. It is varied, it is open. There's six characters you get to pick and every character has their own story, which is great every, you know, because you, when you play through the game, um, whatever characters you pick will influence the story and you'll see villains and you'll see scenarios based on those characters. And then if you replay it with other characters, you'll see different villains and different scenarios. And I like that because it is a sprawling adventure. I mean, it, they did a great job revitalizing this SNES world into 3D. And then they actually added onto it uh, with a whole new end section that is really cool. Uh, really test you and and just it just makes you want to keep playing. You can upgrade your your 
classes and really even upgrading your classes like in standard games like final fantasy you, you go from you know warrior to knight like that's your only way to upgrade in this you actually get to choose light and dark when you start and each one is different and then when you upgrade again you get to go light or dark again so that's like it branches off and it's not you know so you pick light 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 dark dark light dark dark and you at the end you have four different versions of every character and then in the additional content there's an additional level to go up uh, which is great because it, it really allows you to customize your party as you want it. Uh, I do recommend it. Um, it does have a little bit of problems with the camera a bit because it's 3D, of course. Um, but I found it to be thoroughly enjoyable the entire way. And there is a demo. And if you play the demo, that save data transfers over. So if that sounds interesting to you, definitely try that demo. Nice. Nice. Greg, how about you? Number three for Switch tri uh, AAA third party. All right, so I did want to preface this saying I've only played a single um, AAA game, <laughs> at least that I enjoyed anyways. So my number three is just one that I didn't play, but kind of seemed slightly interesting to me because I know my brother has played the version on Xbox, so that's actually Saints Row 3. So it seemed kind of interesting, and I know you just kind of go around and it's kind of similar to the Grand Theft Auto and you're kind of like taking cars and stuff and doing missions and everything. So it has kind of intrigued me to play it at some point. I just never bought the bullet and just glad to see it that it arrived on Switch so then I would have a chance to play it as I don't have an Xbox. Nice, nice. I also haven't played it, but uh, yeah, I, that was one of the ones that I think I was I was uh, surprised to see it come over to Switch, uh, for sure. Uh, for third place for me uh, is is a game that's uh, similar to you, Greg. I think on your your indie games, you you pick one that's uh, one that uh, was a, a remake, um, and and you're gonna see maybe a trend of uh of something with my AAA games is all i'm gonna say uh there there is a trend for sure in all three of my picks uh but uh my third place for indie or, or sorry not for indie for AAA uh third party is, is a little game called the wonderful 101 remastered um so yeah super excited that this game uh made its way back to uh nintendo system now it's on other party uh other other consoles out there as well uh it's just an incredibly fun game and um i i do i think i, I prefer it on on wii u and everything but it's still it's still cool to to play um you know it takes a little bit to get the hang of of you know making those gestures uh with the the analog stick and everything but uh it's just a fun game it's exciting uh and and if you haven't played it yet there is a there's still a demo out there that you can play and it's a fantastic demo um but uh yeah it's just so fun and and action-packed and uh yeah so glad that it, that it made a return on the switch so barry on to you for number two Oh, well, since we're speaking of the remake style and the, all that, mine was also a, a remastered port kind of deal, and that was Rune Factory 4 Special. Rune Factory is a spinoff of the Harvest Moon, the proper Harvest Moon series, and uh, it was originally released on the 3DS, and I did not get a chance to play it. And when they announced, hey, we're going to bring it to the Switch with new stuff, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play this because I, I, I love Harvest Moon games, but it, I can't play them all just because I know they're so time consuming. And I always was intrigued by the Rune Factory series. And I love that it's coming back with Rune Factory 5 because it was pretty much dead. So I, I gave this a shot. Like, 
totally open mind. Let's see what it's like. And it captivated me. Like I played this for so many hours, I couldn't put it down. This is a action adventure, 2D style game like Zelda or or the Mana series, where you also have a farm and you you help out this village. And you, the, the village has a ton of different people and everyone has their own daily lives and you get to interact with them and do quests. And uh, what's cool is you there's like a crafting system. So you go out there and kill monsters, bring back the stuff, like the ingredients, and then you can make better swords and better you know, pole arms and better armor. And you're just constantly upgrading yourself. And I will say the only thing holding this game back from, from possibly even making the top is that it uses a very weird RNG system to advance. So in order to advance to the next chapter, you have to go through several days of peace before the chapter starts. But for some people, that several days may be one day. For other people, it might be a whole month you have to go through. It is really random. And like to marry people, you have to get a specific quest. And like every, you have to find like certain days or quest days. And then the, the specific quest you need has to spawn. And if it doesn't, you have to like reload your game or sometimes go through an entire year uh, before you even get the quest you need. And that was probably the biggest complaint i have about the game otherwise it's it's phenomenal and they do add a whole brand new section where you get to like live a like some days in the life with whomever you choose to marry because you have a crap ton of people you could choose to marry uh and uh it, it's just a lot of fun and i do recommend this game nice nice greg how about you number two so again the number two i actually haven't played this or even any other series. It's another game that's coming over from other platforms. I believe it's on both Xbox and PlayStation. I didn't check that out. This is actually the Borderlands collection pack. So I think it has all three of them in it. Um, just pretty much based on what I was seeing on like, the videos, it just kind of seems like it's a type of game that I would really enjoy. Um, again, it's a little bit more on like the using like guns and stuff, but it's not always a problem by me. So. Basically, just has looked really interesting and just something I hope to try someday. Nice, nice. Guessing uh, probably not something your young daughter is going to play with you, but uh, you know, you can no, have some games for yourself every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, as you'll see with my number one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was also a trend I felt like uh, on your picks too, Greg. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, for, for number two, for me, uh, I'll tell you a little story. Uh, so, so back in the day, uh, I used to be a, an only Nintendo, uh, system person. And one day, uh, I decided to finally get a PlayStation three because, you know, I needed a good Blu-ray player. And I thought, hey, might as well get one that also plays some good games. And I can try out some games that I've heard other people talk about, uh, but uh, haven't got to play myself. And the very first game that I picked up for that system uh, is also a game that recently got remastered when it came out uh, to the Nintendo Switch. And that is Burnout uh, paradise. Um, and, uh, really, really enjoy the burnout games. Uh, honestly, it took a little bit for burnout paradise to, uh, to grow on me because I was, it's, it's a different, it's a departure from the original kind of games where you just kind of go through each thing. Um, but I love the open world aspect of it and I can just get lost in that world, uh, for, for hours, honestly, and just ride around the city and do races, but also just explore. There's so much to do. And, uh, it looks 
looks fantastic on the Nintendo Switch. So that's uh, that's Burnout Paradise remastered as my number two pick. So, so all right, Barry, on to you for any honorable mentions and then your number one pick. Uh, yeah, so honorable mentions, I'm going to give it to uh, Darksiders Genesis, which is a Diablo-style game set in the Darksiders world. Um, I did have a lot of fun with that. Uh, another one I'm going to give it to is Mega Man Zero ZX Collection. Just great group of games. Love Mega Man. Uh, happily played through all six of these on the Switch. Just ton of fun, and I do recommend those. But for me, there is not anything this year that truly can touch my top AAA uh, game for the Switch, and that had to be The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3. This is a series that I've heard about, you know, I've heard nothing but good things, and earlier this year I decided to play the first two games, and I absolutely, absolutely fell in love with them. I said, I need to continue, I need to go to the third game. It's coming to the Switch, this is fantastic. This is a phenomenal, just a phenomenal JRPG with a world that is a character in itself. It has some fun, just the characters, every character you feel for, every NPC you feel for, just the story is just, it's, it seems so simple and then it just gets so much more complex and even more so when you think about the fact that this is like the seventh game in the series and it, it's all building like the MCU and the nice thing is Cold Steel 3 is kind of like a not a reboot, but it's an entry point. Like you can jump in at that point with a brand new cast of characters. You get introduced to older characters. You get to experience this world with a fresh coat of eyes and just like, all right, let me see what this is like. And it, it just will captivate you. There's just so much to this game, so much intrigue, so much storyline. It is so good. And I can't sing enough praise for this game. If you like JRPGs, even remotely, you need to do yourself a favor and give this series a try. It is just so awesome. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I feel like uh, if you uh, were paying attention at all this year uh, to what Barry has been playing, um, you you probably did not see this as a surprise whatsoever um, because he talked about this game all the time uh, and loved playing it. So like, <laughs> when I saw your list, I was like, well, of course that's your top pick. Why, why would it be anything else? <laughs> Nice. Uh, Greg, how about your number one? Yep, so continuing on with the more adult themed uh, <laughs> games, and um, I actually didn't have any honorable mentions, so I'm just jumping right to the number one. It's actually, I think it was the one game of the year that year it came out on Xbox or uh, PlayStation, whichever, by both. It's uh, Catherine Full Body. So it's just like one of those RPG store games where you get to. Um, kind of customize the story and then you get to choose what kind of ending you want to go towards. There's like multiple different endings and all of your choices kind of matter on what you go through. Um, the main part of the playable game is like you're just climbing a set of boxes. So it's almost giving it a push mode type feel, but definitely much more advanced. Nothing as simplistic as that. Um, pretty much you're just moving boxes in and out and to the sides just to try to be able to climb to the top to escape the nightmare. So it's very interesting so far, and I didn't list it off at the beginning of the podcast just because I wanted to keep something, something's a surprise for this. So that's my number one pick. Nice. Nice. All right. Uh, so, so for me, um, <laughs> even my honorable mention fits 
the uh, the theme that I went for for uh, the AAA games. Uh, I I thought it was really exciting to to see a Need for Speed game. Uh, come back to Switch, uh, come back to the Nintendo platform. And so uh, honorable mention to Need for Speed Hot Pursuit uh, remastered. Um, really big fan of the original Hot Pursuit and Hot Pursuit 2. Um, so cool to see the remastered version uh, come to Switch. Um, fun games like we need better, uh, more and better uh, uh, racing games on the Switch. Um, but uh, my top pick is a game for the first time that has already been mentioned. Uh, so, uh, and that has been mentioned by Barry because Trials of Mana is actually my uh, my number one pick for uh, indie or uh, for third party AAA game uh, for all the reasons that that Barry mentioned earlier. Uh, two things that I really want to point out. Uh, well, three, I guess. Um, it, it is a fantastic remake, like modern version of this game. Like it really, it pops, it looks fantastic. But I, I absolutely love that you can like play the game from different perspectives. And that that like plays on my love for good storytelling. Um, I love how you can, <laughs> Jake's your surprise, I know. Um, but I love how, like even movies, books, video games, all those different places where where people can tell stories that's so interwoven from different perspectives, and then it all comes together somehow. It just it blows my mind because there's no way that I could could do something like that. So that's really cool, and to be able to play from from different perspectives yourself, from the light and the dark, is just it's so cool. I love when games give you more choice to approach the game how you want to approach it and try it from different places from different points of view as well so um yeah i uh i know surprise jakester i i do play rpgs i just don't play them very often because i don't have the time it's not because i don't like them it's just because i don't have the time to sink into a good rpg but trials of mana is one of them uh i have not played nearly as much though that's so cool to hear about the other stuff that you were talking about barry um so i'm excited to eventually get to that point uh with the game as well so so uh yeah so let's let's go to the chat i know this these guys have been talking a lot about their their games uh their picks for for triple a uh third parties um what what stood out to you guys as, as you looked through the chat and her and saw them talking about this as well um i was i they're talking so much talk that i i can't actually keep up with them tonight so which is really cool um but uh i know there, there's a lot, been a lot of love chat. for the games uh, a lot of love for just the games we picked. Um, you know, people wanting Tomba or Tomba One and Two to come back. Um, I agree with that. That'd be great. Uh, a lot of people then talking about Blasphemous from last year, a game I still need to play. A lot of people you know, talking about Catherine, liking that. Cold Steel, liking that. Uh, just great. Uh, need for Speed Most Wanted was uh, mentioned. You know, just some some great great games mentioned. Nice. Diddy Kong Racing. I want a sequel to that. Mm. <laughs> That'd be really cool if they eventually brought that back. Uh, nice. All right. Well, let's move to our next category. And that is all about the Nintendo games, the Nintendo published, <laughs> the Nintendo developed games. These are the games that you've you've probably heard the most about naturally on a Nintendo system. Uh, these are the games that uh, people often get a Nintendo system to play. Like these are a lot of times these system sellers. So uh, let's go through and and talk about our top three Nintendo developed and published games for this year. Uh, and 
as we just continue on, Barry, how about you tell us your number three? Uh, yeah, this, the more I thought about it, I realized Nintendo did release quite a bit of games this year, um, even despite COVID and everything. And I was trying to figure out what order I wanted to really put them in. And, and I think number three was the hardest slot. Like one and two I felt were pretty confident in, but number three was really tough. There was a lot of good games this year. But when I thought back to everything and I was just like, you know what? I really got to give the nod to this. And that game is a game brought over from the Wii U. And there's Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE, Encore. This game, I, I got it for the Wii U. I never played it. I really wanted to, to give it a try. Uh, played the, the, you know, on the Switch, obviously. And I fell in love. The story was really cool. The, the, the battle, the, the combat is one of the best systems I've ever experienced in an RPG. It is just a ton of fun. Uh, just to see this this Atlas world mixed with Nintendo's Fire Emblem, this this SMT cross Fire Emblem, epic, and it is really cool because of that because you have these two types of playstyles mixed in and just some of these familiar characters, all these different quests to go to, these dungeons to explore, and, and it is awesome. It is like Persona cross Fire Emblem, really, in in a, in a sense. And if you like JRPGs, if you like Atlas style games, if you like battle systems where you can attack 15 times in a row with different characters and do combos, this is the game for you. There's just so much to it. And the music is great. Uh, my only negative, I would say, is that there's no actual English dub. Um, all the, it's, you know, because it takes place in Japan. It's all Japanese voice uh, with subtitles. But that's, that's just the way we're going to get it. And it's worth doing that. <laughs> it's worth enduring that. And if you want to be more realistic, because it's set in Japan, uh, they are speaking Japanese. But it is absolutely worth it. Nice. Nice. All right. Cool. Greg, number three for Nintendo games. I do have to echo that this was probably the hardest list to actually come through and kind of sort through, even though there hasn't been a normal, like, <laughs> easily definable blockbuster ones that have happened in other years, like Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, etc. So I still had extreme difficulty putting this list together. So number three, I was pretty much not expecting this game to actually be on my list, but was really surprised at how much I actually enjoyed it. And it probably made much more sense that I actually played it with my daughter, Belle, and that is Paper Mario, the Origami King. Um, the last two Paper Mario games have definitely been very horrendous. This <laughs> way of putting it nicely. But this one was a nice turnaround to kind of get a little bit closer to what it should be, but still not quite there. The ring puzzle thing is gets kind of old kind of fast, and the, the battles are still almost just about completely pointless. Like if they would have had it more like Super Paper Mario, where the battles are much, pretty much non-existent, then it probably been a lot better because the story is excellent, and the world is fantastic looking, and everything is so beautiful. The music is stellar as well. Even the bosses, like they still kept the awesome humor and challenge to it. So. Overall, very great game and very worthy of making a list. Cool, cool. A game that I uh, still haven't played, but uh, and probably won't. But I'm glad that you enjoyed it. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> so for me, uh, my my number uh, three pick for Nintendo games is is a game that uh, that uh, I really, really anticipated originally coming out, 
uh hint it's another remake um but uh yeah a game that i really enjoyed uh originally and i am so glad that uh, that Greg recently got excited about this game, and that's Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Um, Pikmin is a fantastic game. I, I'm so I'm still disappointed in myself that I originally I didn't get into the original Pikmin game. It took uh, until Pikmin 2, I think was or Pikmin 1 was remade onto the Wii um, before I finally got into that game and loved Pikmin 1, 2, and was so anticipating Pikmin 3. It's such a fantastic game. The challenge is there. The having to control the different uh, the captains and and everything is it's just uh, it's just so much fun and it looks fantastic. Um, again, you guys know me. If there's a, a great game that, that like really pops on the screen, um, that it does something to draw me in. Um, but it's not just that. It's, it's this, this challenge that's there. It's a fun story, but again, it doesn't take over. You're like, this is wacky. This is interesting, but it's, it's wacky enough to be interesting. You're like, why do I, why am I intrigued by where these things come from? Who, what was their story? How I can put their shit back together and all this stuff. So, uh, yeah, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, so great that it came, uh, to switch so that more people can get to enjoy this fantastic game. So Barry, back to you for number two. Number two was a game that I you know when it was announced I was super hyped when I got it I expected to just play it and and complete it more out of obligation and by the time I took the cartridge out of my switch I had completed it 100% and I could not put it down and that was Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity a game that I expect to be on this list multiple times and it was just an amazing, a truly amazing experience uh, for me, being the huge Zelda fan that I am. I was not upset by the, the twist. I, I expect things like that. I did not expect them to end this game the way they, you know, where, where it seemed like it would obviously end. And I'm okay with that. I like, you know, that the first Hyrule Warriors was great and there was a ton of content, but it was very difficult because you needed to unlock everything you needed. You use special items on the adventure maps to do to unlock a stage and then beat that stage with a particular character, with a particular weapon, with a particular, you know, with enough time limit. And if that character was under leveled, you then had to grind rupees to level them up. It, it was just tedious. And I loved that game. But this one, it's streamlined. This one it was just so much smoother and the, the battles just felt more fluid and there was no time restrictions as long as you beat it within, you know, if there was a time limit there, that was it. It wasn't like you have unlimited time here, but you have to beat it in 15 seconds as a hidden objective. Like it was all spelled out for you. The crafting was, was fun. There was just a lot to do. The maps are huge. I will say one negative was honestly the Divine Beast levels. I was so looking forward to them and I did find them the most boring out of all of it. But that's okay. The game still hooked me. The game... I, I completed 100%, and I recommend everyone play this one. Again, another demo. Play the demo. Uh, again, it carries over, and it is worth your time. Cool. Cool. All right, Greg, on to you for number two. All right, so this one was another really difficult one to place in my list just due to the issues that I actually have with the game. Um, this is my first time with the series, and that is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, it's kept my interest all the way since March and still trying to play just about most days that I can. 
for just about every day for the most part. I really got like my daughter and wife into it. And we share like an island. We have tons of fun just kind of messing around and also making it look pretty. But there's a number of like quality of life things that I think we really need to address it to really make it the best game out there. Like I think the crafting thing definitely needs to be fixed. A lot of the random elements need to be addressed, like getting special recipes from balloons and we should be like either other ways or some sort of like adjustment to like what they do in like the gotcha games where they almost like kind of force you to get something after so many times of not getting something. I don't know. I just feel like a lot of these things should be made more enjoyable because as Barry even put it nicely in a previous podcast, it's just like, it's not nice to your time. It can be that way if you're just trying to collect certain things. And I can't put a game at number one if it doesn't, if the game doesn't really fully respect my time that I'm trying to play it. That's my number two pick, Animal Crossing New Horizons. All right. All right. Well, um, Barry. Um, yes. I'd like to say that I uh, completely agree with you on number two. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've also picked Tyler Warriors uh, Age of Calamity for number two. Um, yeah, yeah, for, for what you said. Like, I actually really enjoyed the original Hyrule Warriors a lot. Um, I didn't find Same. it, uh, like, the things that a lot of people did say about it, um, I, I didn't find it as you know, the grinding and things like that. I was just totally drawn in and I found myself playing for hours and hours, um, enjoying it so much more than I ever thought I would. And so, uh, yeah, when, when age of calamity was announced, I was like, what? Like, that's crazy. Um, and, and I've enjoyed it so much. The only reason that, uh, that I haven't played it nearly as much as I want to is because I've been playing a couple other games that I need to, to, to review. Um, I've been playing more Immortals lately. Um, but I really like, as soon as I get enough of that done so I can get a, a solid review, I'm going back to, to Hyrule Warriors because, uh, it's so much fun. And I, and I also love how it's, it's tied into the main storyline. I'm trying to still stay away from, you know, any spoilers or anything. So I don't quite quite know how it ends yet but uh it's just yeah. so much fun and i love like it's weird how much like i didn't think i was gonna like going through hordes and hordes of enemies but it's so much fun uh just to kind of chain your attacks together and and i love that it is tied in this time um because the other story was just like so out there and kind of it was fun but it, it wasn't you know tied in really um like this one is and so I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes uh for sure uh because the other one like i played for the fun factor this one i'm playing for the fun factor and the storyline uh which is which is really cool so so that's number two so back to you barry for uh number one and any honorable mentions you got yeah yeah, I tried to uh, avoid spoilers there just in case for people yeah. who haven't played it yet. <laughs> um, so honorable mentions, this is a, a bigger category because um, there was just so much. Like I said, that, that number three spot was contested. Uh, some of them have been mentioned. Paper Mario, uh, Origami King has been mentioned. Uh, I think the battle system's what what did it for me there. Like I really enjoyed that game. And if the battle system was different, that might have beaten out Tokyo. But when I thought about the two battle systems, one being the most fun and one being one I didn't really enjoy, it was an easy easy lean towards Tokyo. Um, also, Mario 3 All-Stars, just going back through and playing the Mario games again. Uh, tons of fun. Uh, Animal Crossing, again, another game I'm still playing. I was playing right before we recorded this. 
you know, kept me intrigued, at least with in terms of daily stuff. But those those little things, those things that just they tick away and they they knocked it going from number one slowly down to honorable mention. And the last one would be Clubhouse Games. Um, just a game came out of nowhere. I had a lot of fun just playing and messing around with all those different types of uh, games out there. And I enjoyed it on the DS and, and enjoyed it even more on the Switch. But number one should come as no surprise, none whatsoever, <laughs> to anybody who's ever listened to this podcast. And if I didn't say it, it would not be represented. And that would be an injustice completely. My number one was Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition with Future Connected. What a game. What an absolute, absolute gem of a game. This was my game of the generation, last entire generation, and to replay it. Because this wasn't one of those where I loved it so much, and I'm just saying it again because of my love for the Wii one. No, I went back through. I'm like, I want to. it's been a decade. I want to play through again. And I was captivated again. And I played through, and I forgot a lot of the little story nuances. And it, they, just, they pulled me in. And playing through Future Connected, brand new storyline, was amazing. This is a game that everybody who is an RPG fan, everybody who's a story fan, everybody who's a Nintendo fan needs to play this series. Not an if, not an if, but this is, you need, you need to play this. And if you don't like the combat, which some people don't, there is a casual <laughs> mode. Play it on that. It's super easy. You don't have to worry about the combat as much, and you get to experience the story because the story is top-notch. This story is probably... Uh, between Xenoblade 1 and 2, the best stories on of any Nintendo game out there. And granted, Nintendo is not known for, for their strong suit and story. But still, this is something that you absolutely, hands down, have to experience. And, and it was an easy pick just replaying this masterpiece. Like, I knew this is going to be my top Nintendo game. I just knew it. Nice, nice. It is interesting that uh, that the... The differentiator between your second and third was the combat system, and the thing that's kept both Greg and I away from Xenoblade is the combat system. <laughs> but, Which is you know. why I mentioned the casual mode. <laughs> right, that was for right. you guys. Totally, totally. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All right, Greg, time to go for you to uh to you for your number one. <laughs> yeah, for honorable mentions, I definitely have to out there for Super Mario 3D All-Stars. That was great to be able to replay those games in 2020. Still kind of working through Sunshine slowly and did beat Mario 64 like that. If time. Um, I think that was just about it. Uh, oh wait, actually Age of Calamity was another honorable mention and that was more because I haven't had a significant amount of time with it. Um, You'll know I'll be contradicting myself when I do reveal my number one pick. Actually, I didn't have a lot of time with, but it was another series entry first for me, and that is actually Pikmin 3 Deluxe. I was very captivated and not expecting to enjoy this as much as I did. Um, I had never played Pikmin 1 or 2 or even 3 on Wii U. It never looked like something I would really enjoy, but then wouldn't you know, as soon as you actually play the demo, like, it really fully captivated me and I got fully enthralled into the story and I'm definitely looking to purchase this at my earliest opportunity to play the rest of it through. So that's my number one pick, Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Nice, nice. 
That's that's cool. Um, yeah, I'm so I, I said this earlier, but I'm I'm so glad that you did finally get into the Pikmin series because it's it's so much fun. And uh, yeah, I can't wait until um, Pikmin Four as well. That eventually, you know, it may may eventually come out um, somewhere down the line. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, in terms of honorable mentions for me, uh, it's funny that you guys mentioned uh, game. Uh, like uh, Super Mario uh, 3D All-Stars because um, I did not put it on my list at all. Um, I was not a huge fan of that game. Like, it's it's all right. It's a nostalgia thing. And uh, I, I, yeah, and Sunshine is... Uh, but anyway, um, so, uh, yeah. Um, honorable mention for me is Clubhouse Games. Uh, I love that game back on, was it DS? DS, not 3DS, right? Yes. Um, and, and just played a lot of it and it again um it came at the right time i think during quarantine and all that stuff it was a game that uh that i really enjoy playing um, my wife and i got to play a lot together um and just so much fun um and kind of reminisced a little bit about uh you know back when we used to play the original one uh together on ds and everything too so that's uh that was a cool honorable mention and and just my only honorable mention um but my my number one game of the year uh really came down to the game that i the new game that i spent the most time with and so rocket league does not count um <laughs> but uh the new game that i spent the most time with uh was definitely animal crossing new horizons um it, it sucked me in and i i'm pretty sure that i've given this uh i played a lot of the the original you know uh handheld games but i'm I need to compare hours or whatever, but I'm pretty sure that this one I've put in like maybe double the amount of hours that I that I spent uh, in that game. And uh, the only reason that I've not been playing it as much lately is because I've been trying to to distance myself from it on purpose to play other games um, to try to continue, you know, advancing in Rocket League, but also to get some time with Hyrule Warriors and to get some time with Immortals and, and uh, Trials of Mana and stuff like that that to require a little more time. Um, but it's it's a game that hit just perfectly. It's it's what we needed during quarantine time just to be able to sucked into this other world and and I love playing it on um on the big screen because I've only up to this point I've only played it um in handheld versions uh like the the original ones um but it's it's just so kick back and just relax um but then but also like it really helped that it that it came out in 2020 when we needed a place to just kind of escape and Animal Crossing provided that escape. Um, so, yeah, that was my number one Nintendo pick. So, what did you guys see in the, the chat as they were talking about their, their Nintendo picks? A lot of people saying you need to play Xenoblade. Um, <laughs> definitely Clubhouse. Uh, talking about Clubhouse games. Uh, Dave said, let's not forget about Clubhouse games. Roberto said, oh, I just got Pikmin. It's surely going to be my game of the year. Um, Origami King is definitely on his list as well. Uh, and, uh, it looks like King Koopa misses Bennigan's restaurant. Oh, all right. Wait, is that, <laughs> is it, is it gone? Uh, the local one here is gone. I think they're, I think they're back. Yeah, it's been gone for a number of years. They had kept one location and it's actually in downtown Chicago. So another reason to live here in Illinois, if you really miss Bennigan's. The last remaining one standing is in Chicago. 
Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I've not lived around <laughs> one for a long time. Um, but they're uh, what's it? What's it called? The um, it's like the fried sandwich uh, Monte Cristo. There is so good. Yeah. Uh, mm, just it's like needs to come with an angioplasty, but it's it tastes so good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, well, let's move on uh, because uh, we've got still three more categories to to go tonight. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, other games, uh, other systems. Yes, I know. Wait, what? There's other systems other than Nintendo systems. There are, there are, and uh, there are some really good games that that came out for those other systems this year. And uh, and some of us got to play them. Some of us just uh, got to sit back and in, in awe and and want uh, those games to come to Switch uh, at some point. So um, so yeah, this is kind of kind of be a, a little bit of a hodgepodge, a mix of different kind of discussion around. Around um, these non-Nintendo games uh, this year, but uh, let's let's start off again, of course, with with Barry. And uh, what's your your third place pick for non-Nintendo system game? Yeah, it's interesting. This the first time we're doing this, and this category evolved from 3DS to 3DS Mobile to now just any other system because the 3DS is dead, and Nintendo hasn't put out anything on mobile. Uh, so it's just it's nice to give some mentions to some of these great games and hopefully some of these, if not all of them, do find their way to Switch. Uh, my number three, um, I feel, has a good chance to, to eventually come to the Switch, and I really hope it does, uh, especially because it was originally designed for the Vita. But that is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim for the PlayStation 4. This is a game by VanillaWare. VanillaWare is known for their beautiful 2D art. They did Odin Sphere. They did Muramasa, which was a Wii title. They did Dragon's Crown. And this was a huge epic for them. This is a sci-fi story involving time travel uh, where, where 13 different people have to figure out a way to save the world from a kaiju attack that is going to destroy it. And they have to solve the mystery. And all these 13 characters will intertwine with one another. There's tons of mystery and intrigue in what's going on. The, the story moments are absolutely the best part there is combat, and the combat is uh, like a, a real-time strategy combat where clearly the graphics are downplayed there because it was made for the Vita, and you have hundreds and thousands of troops that look like little dots, and you just send out missiles and blow them all up. Um, while that's the weakest part of the game and probably the part that held it back for me the most, um, I still found them enjoyable by the end, especially as you powered up your, your characters, but the story... The, the character dialogue, the getting to know people, like it, it's all there and the mystery pays off and it has one of the best endings uh, of a game this year. Like it is just a truly beautiful game and hopefully it comes to the Switch, but if not, it should be experienced. Cool, cool. All right, Greg, how about you? I want to also preface, I haven't played any of these three games and it's just based on interest and their ability to try to sell me on these other consoles that they haven't been successful yet at this time anyways. Um, so number three, I picked the one, the newest entry in the series that's almost got me to get an Xbox uh, One, Xbox 360, and that is uh, Halo Infinite. So I've usually been kind of interested in Halo a little bit because it's like the high shooter kind of almost um, exceeded uh, GoldenEye 64 back in the day. So I probably... If I did get an Xbox, this is probably the game I would definitely be picking up. Cool. Cool. 
Great to hear. Yeah. Uh, Halo is so much fun. Um, and it was actually, I think the, the collection master chief collection was the first game I picked up for my Xbox uh, one S. Um, Actually, it came with it, so I guess I didn't really pick it up. Um, but, you know. <laughs> That's cheating. <laughs> uh, so for me, uh, yeah, similar to Greg, I, I actually, um, we were talking about this off offline, um, that I didn't play too many new uh other system games like you guys uh, like it was hard to think of triple a games like third party games that were brand new this year i really didn't play too many um games that were brand new on other systems this year um but uh so so two of my picks my second and third actually do fall into the category of games that i really want to play and and maybe will eventually play they really are intriguing but i haven't you know, made it happen yet. Um, games that I definitely want to see on a Nintendo system for sure. Um, probably will not happen. <laughs> but, uh, but I would love to, to see both of these games come over. Uh, the first one uh, for my third place is, is uh, Star Wars uh, Squadrons. Um, I am a huge Star Wars fan. Um, did play Fallen Order is, is a great game. I need to get back and finish that game. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Squadrons uh, just looks so good. Um, and I, I love like the ones where you're flying. I mean, it just takes me back to some of the the older um, the older Star Wars games. It just like were just so cool. But now, like with the mo- modern updated graphics, I mean, it just feels like you're in the movies. And uh, yeah, it's so cool. So I'm almost always gonna get intrigued uh, by a, a Star Wars game. Um, and uh, this is this is one of them that looks really really exciting. So, all right, Barry, on to number two. Number two for me was one that I've heard so many good things about, just constantly, so many good things. And I really expected it to come to the Switch. I still expect it to come to the Switch, and I hope it does, but it, it, it hasn't. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to see what all the hubbub's about. I'm going to try it. And that was Persona 5 Royal. And oh my god, is that game a beast and amazing. And just one of those things that, that again, it just... I wasn't expecting to get swept up in this world as quickly as I was. I was like, oh, this is going to be, I'm going to play it to see what it's like, especially after Joker got into Smash. And no, I couldn't put it down. Like, and I never played the original Persona 5, so I went right in with Persona 5 Royal, and I was like, all right, you know, let's see what it's like. And all the quality of life changes that I read up about afterwards really made the game awesome. The, the social aspect was a lot of fun, getting to know the characters, really getting to know the characters, uh, everyone has such a cool story. The combat is awesome. Again, another great RPG with great combat. I like the Persona system. I like being able to swap out characters. I like going into Mementos, which is like an open dungeon. I like the idea of finding somebody corrupt and going into their palace and finding out all their 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 sins and really making them have a change of heart and how it affects the story. And then, of course, there's the third chapter the third semester at the end which is a brand new thing for royal and that really without spoiling it just kind of paints the villain in a very gray area where the you have to really question is the villain really a villain and you actually have the option to choose their side which is cool it's not like i'm evil ha 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 it's hey i'm trying to honestly do good and you're viewing my action of doing good as evil and is it really evil you know it's one of those um those moral ethical questions you would see in like a philosophy class and i love it i love that they did that um just the music is phenomenal uh, i've like listened to the soundtrack 
almost on a daily basis at this point. If you like like jazz, cool like Chicago style jazz style rock music, it's great. It's just it's just something that needs to be experienced. I really expected it to be on the Switch. The follow-up is coming to the Switch, which is really weird. Uh, so hopefully with Joker and with the Strikers coming out, we do get Persona 5 Royal on the Switch. Uh, and if it does, you guys need to play it. And if you don't and you have another system, uh, PS4 or PS5, I do recommend you play it as well. Nice, nice. Uh, quick, because I don't know enough about the 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 that whole like series and everything. Will Strikers mm-hmm. like will it continue in the same kind of thing, or is yes. it is it a departure? Is it different? No, Strikers is done. As, it's uh, like Hyrule Warriors. It's another Musou game, okay. and it's a sequel. But it's again done with the with the Omega Force worked with um, the Persona team. Uh, much like they worked with Nintendo for Age of Calamity. So it, it is that type of spinoff, but it's also a sequel. All the voice actors come back. Um, and it, it looks really great, and I can't wait to play it. And I wouldn't be as excited about it had I not played Persona 5 Royal. And and it's a long game, but I, I will definitely say it is worth that adventure. Cool, cool. All right, Greg, on to number two. Since I've already... Did my best of Xbox. Now it's time to jump to best of PlayStation. So um, this was the one game, or at least the not really just a single game, but pretty much the whole series had moved just um, the PlayStation One onward and really never really graced the Nintendo system, whichever again, except for some spinoffs. And that's uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. So this was the first Final Fantasy game that went to PlayStation after I really greatly enjoyed. Four and six on the Super Nintendo, so this is a series that I would definitely love to get into on PlayStation, and most likely I would pick up if I they come to my do by my next PlayStation, PlayStation console. Nice, nice, yeah. And then you can uh, you know know about the 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 new you know Smash characters as well and play them. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cool. Uh, for yeah, there you go. You get get your other pick in there. Uh, for uh, for me, uh, number two is again, like I said, like number two and three is, are games that um, I've not played. But oh my goodness, I am mm, this this close uh, to getting this game. Uh, the problem is though. I really want to get it on the PS5, and I don't have a PS5, so I, I really want to make sure that it's actually still a good experience in the PS4. Um, like you know, there's some other games out there, <laughs> Cyberpunk, um, that are not so good on the uh, the you know the last now what is now the last gen uh, system. So I'm hoping this if if I find out for sure that this game actually performs well, um, I will I'm, I'm going to be looking into it and and its predecessor, uh, and of course that is. Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Um, it looks so good. Uh, loved every little bit of uh, gameplay that I've seen, and just I, I love what they're doing with this. This like Spider-Man and Spider-Man, and Miles Morales. Like it's just so good, and and it's it's like this perfect blend. At least like what it seems like. I haven't played it, but I from what I've seen it, it looks it's perfect blend of cinematic, but also really action-packed. Uh, really quality gameplay um and and that's hard to pull off uh, especially in nowadays because i think games go one way or the other sometimes they don't do either uh very good um, but i feel like this this they've done a really good job with both of these games uh with 
being able to give us some really cinematic stuff that almost even be- almost seems like it belongs in the MCU, um, but then you actually get to play it and uh, and experience it. So yeah, Spider Man, Spider Man, Miles Morales, uh, never going to come to Switch, but it'd be cool if it did. Uh, <laughs> never going to happen. All right, Barry, on to your number one and uh, any any honorable mentions you got. Yeah, um, uh, for me, uh, Spider Man Remastered. Uh, on PS5 uh, was fantastic. I never got to play the original and Miles Morales as well. Uh, I played them back to back and I will tell you, it very much feels like MCU style. Like it's its own little cinematic universe in itself, but it, it has that same flavor and I love the MCU. And you're right, it's like watching a movie, but you get to play it and it is a ton of fun and absolutely worth it. And if you haven't played the original, you definitely get like the ultimate launch edition for Miles Morales on PS5 and get the remastered version of Spider-Man. I also want to throw out just a quick little thing for Astro's Playroom, uh, which was a packing game, uh, just because as a tech demo. It's a fun little game, but as a tech demo, it's it's really good, and I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I wanted to put Star Wars Squadrons on there, and and I think if you don't get motion sick and you like that first-person cockpit view, especially if you could do VR, Squadrons is a phenomenal game. I wish it had that third person, you know, be able to pull back like Rogue Squadron, uh, and then I probably would be able to play it a little more. But it is awesome, and I, I do recommend that. Uh, but for my number one, uh, I can honestly say this. Unlike my first two picks, which might or might not go to the Switch, I can honestly tell you my number one game is going to the Switch. It's confirmed for 2021. It is going to the Switch, and that is The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 4. After playing the first three this year, I could not wait for the Switch version of 4. I had to play it right away. Talking about the MCU, this is the Avengers Infinity War slash Endgame put together. This is the culmination of all these games just brought in to this unbelievably epic finale. This is something that if you play all the games, you will get more out of it. I have not played all the games, and I still got a ton out of it. I was crying. I was laughing. I was smiling. I was just just enjoy and i expected this game to be like this 60 hour epic game and i wound up clocking in like 110 hours i did everything i wanted to do all the side quests i wanted to see all the different people i wanted to see you know how this world you know survives and and if they survive and what does and doesn't survive and it is just just a culmination of this fun i i don't know it's just like it is out of nowhere. If you asked me in 2019, it would be like, what are your favorite JRPG series? Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, Grandia, Tales of, you know, all up there. And now the Trails of series is up there. Like out of nowhere, this series is a must play for JRPG fans. This is such a good game. And I'm so excited that it is coming to the Switch next year. So if you don't have another system, you don't have a PS4 to play it on or a PS5 to play it on, and you only have a Switch, you can play it. You can play three now. You can play four next year. Hopefully the others do come over. They are coming in other regions, um, but hopefully America gets them as well. Um, just, just took me, just took it away. Just, it, this is a series that, and you know how much I love Xenoblade. This series rivals, you know, in, in the Xenoblade category, like top tier. Uh, just, just nothing else on the on other, any other system came close to this game. This is nice. just that good. Nice. Maybe a sneak peek to your game of the year for 2021. Mm-hmm. It, it very well <laughs> could show back up there because it is that good of a game. Nice. Nice. All right, Greg, how about you for number one? 
Um, I did have like the honorable mention of Persona. That's another series that's kind of interested me for quite a while, but I didn't really do a due diligence homework on that series to see if it actually would have made the list instead of like Final Fantasy or Halo. But so just did want to point that out really quick. Um, and then onto my number one. Uh, pretty much the Game Awards did it best, like when they were announcing it, and that was like, Last of Us Part Two. No, just it's actually Ghost of uh, Hiroshima, the uh, Ghost of Ghost of Tsushima, whatever that one was. That probably should have got Tsushima yeah. should have got the Game of the Year actual nomination. Um, I've kind of really enjoyed these open world games with like Skyrim and Breath of the Wild, and I think I would have quite a lot of fun playing this game as well. So that would be my number one pick. Nice, nice. Cool. <laughs> I'm just noticing that like, the the portion of the game trailer that we are playing on the screen right now just had the uh, guy walk out with his horse, and then we're moving on. So I'm just gonna like just ramble just a second, so you guys can see just a little bit more of <laughs> yeah, the gameplay. No, that's okay. I, it, it, I did. I forgot how long that scene was when I when I hit play. Um, but yeah, you guys can see just a little bit more of it. Uh, yeah, won a lot of awards. Um, definitely. Uh, I think of all the the game that did win a award a lot of awards and had a lot of nominations at the game awards um this is one that really i, I feel like i haven't played it but it definitely seems like it was deserving uh, of a lot of what it what it yeah. got based yeah. on like the trailers i've seen for this game though i was picking it out i definitely feel like it should have definitely beat last of us when i was going through so that really helped my nominations list to see what other people like how this, how this game was considered and I definitely do think it was snubbed. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so so for, <laughs> so for me, um, I'll, I'll say honorable mention uh, first uh, was. Um, uh, <laughs> um, sorry, I'm. I looked at something else and I was like, "That's not accurate." Uh, I looked at the wrong list. Um, I, I glanced at my worst games of the year, um, but uh, yeah, not <laughs> not quite yet. Um, uh, the other one that I would love uh, to play, and I really want to play this actually on a high quality PC uh, rig, would be uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, as a as an honorable mention, I mean, man, that game looks so good. Um, but there's no it way that X. it is. Um, I, I don't have one of those yet, but uh, <laughs> but you know, it would be a good experience. But I. All of me wants to like just I need to find someone that lives nearby that uh, is okay with me dropping by that has an amazing PC gaming rig that will allow me to play that on their, you know, wrap around screens and all that stuff. So I can just be like fully immersed as a as a pilot. That would be fantastic. Um, but uh, for me, the number one is actually the only new game uh, that I played on other systems. Um, I mean, there's there's other honorable mentions, too. Um, I, I forgot to mention this. I, I actually have uh, the uh, the new um, Oculus uh, uh two quest two quest two yeah um so i played around with a little bit of those games and stuff too so i guess there are some new games like the the star wars game on that and it's pretty cool and everything too but i really didn't get enough uh, experience and i still have to like watch how much i play so i don't get sick um <laughs> but uh but yeah the only new game that i played this year which was a lot of fun it's it's definitely the, the reason it got number one is because it's the only 
new game that I played. Um, but it's not like necessarily game of the year quality, but it's, it's a fantastic and fun game and that's fall guys. Um, so yeah, I played uh, a lot of fall guys. I was really excited when I got it for free, um, on PS4. Um, because when they, they, uh, gave it to us for PS plus. Um, so it's fun. I mean, it, it's, you know, sometimes you don't find as nearly as many play, people playing as you used to. Um, they're trying to make it new and interesting with the new seasons and stuff like that. And, uh, it's just fun. It's, I, I've talked about how much I enjoy platforming and then you get platforming with all these different people and bumping into each other. And, and it's a game that I have been incredibly frustrated by, not because necessarily because of the, the game itself, but because I, just want to just smack the people on the other side of the internet because they keep getting in my way and I'm like just if you weren't there if you knew how an actual seesaw worked then you'd just be able to just move to the other side and I can just we, we can move through this it's gonna it's gonna be okay but just keep in my way it's so but it's fun it's like, it's that frustrating and fun together. And uh, I just have to watch it because I can't play too much or or the, the controller will go through the TV. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but it is a fun experience for sure. <laughs> Um, all right. What, uh, what's the chat talking about They're They're having a blast talking about non Nintendo system games because, uh, we haven't, we haven't really done that a whole lot on, on this podcast. Uh, as you're looking through guys, uh, I do want to call out Hassan's in the chat. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Hassan, it, it, it's weird without you being here, man. Uh, but, uh, we understand, uh, congratulations again on, on your baby. And, uh, we know that, that the little one's kind of keeping you busy and everything. So, uh, Maybe we can have you join us for the 2021 uh, game of game of the year awards. 2021, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, what, what's the chat saying about their their favorite non Nintendo uh, games? Uh, let's see. Dave said non Nintendo was basically his 2020. <laughs> um, Jakester said his was definitely Genshin Impact on PC. Uh, Roberto said 13 Sentinels might be Vanillaware's masterpiece, which I agree, and got snubbed for best visual. Uh, Jake's just said he's thinking of getting MMC on Steam sometime. Uh, let's see what else. There's a lot of talk about Persona 5 Royal. Uh, Roberto says he needs to play it. It looks so do- goddamn cool. Dave said he he loved it and beat it. Uh, talking about the music Beneath the Mask. Great, great track. Uh, let's see. Roberto says Final Fantasy VII Remake is another one he's dying to get into. And the score must be beautiful for it. Dave says Yakuza 7 was his runner-up. Zero is still better, but Yakuza 0 should come to Switch. I agree. Uh, and then uh, Jake just says that he agrees with you, Greg, that uh, Ghost is better than Last of Us. Uh, Roberto says Tsushima must be the most beautiful game this year. Everything I saw from people on Twitter was just jaw-dropping. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, again, Hassan popped in, which is great. Uh, said, honestly, Fortnite was by far the game he played the most this year, spent so much time with it on so many different platforms lately, mostly playing on the PS5. Cool, cool. Um, and uh, <laughs> now we get to move into, uh, honestly, what has become my <laughs> favorite category. Um, I, I enjoy talking about the games we like, but I also enjoy uh, having some fun with these games that... Uh, 
you know, just frustrated us or just made us want to, you know, throw something or shut it off or maybe a game that, uh, you know, we only played five minutes and then we never touched again uh, because it was just that bad. Uh, but uh, we're going to talk about our worst games of the year. Uh, Barry, how about you start us off with your uh, number three? <laughs> And My these, number three is again. One. Sorry, just to clarify, we're back to Nintendo Switch again. Switch. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, number. My number three was actually mentioned in the chat at the beginning of this, ex- uh, expecting as a joke, expecting me to say this, nominating it for the for the the main awards. Uh, but but the joke's on on you. The game is actually going to be talked about right here on the worst. It's my number three worst game for this year that I was unfortunately forced to play. And that was Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid Saga Continues. This is a, a really <laughs> subpar 2D beat-em-up based on the, the Cobra Kai series, which is a you know, sequel to the Karate Kid movies. Uh, it features some of the voice acting of the real cast, some of them not. It, it apparently has a very deep system. I just never got that far because it was boring. The, the, the levels are extremely long with extremely generic enemies. The hit detection is garbage. The, the, like, the graphics are decent at that. The special moves are meh. It's just one of those things that, you know, if you're a super fan of this and you, you love Cobra Kai and you absolutely want to have everything Cobra Kai or Karate Kid, um, be my guest, play it. But if you really want to see this original story, my my advice is just to YouTube it. YouTube the cutscenes. Like it's just not worth playing. It, <laughs> I I regret my time playing this. I had to buy it physically too for my collection, and I <laughs> I opened it up to pop that cartridge in, and my I think my switch threw up a little bit as I put that card in there. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh that's that's so great. Um, and it looks like I froze. Uh. Let's see, am I back yet? Nope, nope, that's really interesting. Uh-oh. Uh, hold yeah, on a I, second. I see a frozen I'm, I'm frozen up. Do? Oh see, no. Cobra Kai is so bad. You see this? It it actually killed Steve right there. <laughs> that is how bad this is. That's just just how bad it is. How bad is it? Um, I'm I'm struggling to find uh, which USB it is that I have to pull to like restart my camera. Um, it's one of these here. Um, and. Uh, All right, there it is. Sweet. I think I'm back. All right, cool. Whoa. Hey, my light is really bright as well. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're back. You're back. I'm back. Yay. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, cool. So, uh, Greg, let's move on to you. Uh, before I move on, though, highly recommend watching Cobra Kai. Just don't play it. Uh, <laughs> Greg, move on to you. All right, so this was uh, probably will be an upcoming game chat at some point. <laughs> Because um, I did download this code and try to get squeeze in some playtime, but I definitely did not enjoy it in the slightest. Um, <laughs> and that was uh, Family Feud. Um, I really love the game show, and I'm really on board with like how it works and everything. But this Switch version definitely does not do me in. Like the characters look like they're from like the Nintendo 64 era. I mean, um, the questions are kind of like out there and stuff and like the way you actually enter in answers is like you start typing in a text box and get 30 seconds to actually put something in there. Um, and then I found like a pretty big issue on, at least on my side is like I had to pause the game to like take my puppy out. And then when I resumed, like it 
actually like when I was in sleep mode, the game was still playing on without me. So I was like, like oh, the other family gets a chance to steal. And I'm like, wait, what? I thought I was in the middle of like trying to submit answers. Like I can't come in sleep mode when I'm in the middle of playing. Like, how is this even good? So is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have more to come when we do the game check, but those were definitely my initial first impressions and definitely not a game that I would recommend that people would play. <laughs> nice. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping to eventually get some time with it. Uh, that really saddens me, though, because or some, some more time with it. Uh, yeah, because I, I was really hoping that that would they'd be better than the other game show games that have come I, out. I will say this though: the 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 family you said looks like they're from the N64. You you must have a very different remembrance of the N64 because that looked a lot better than what the N64 could do. That maybe at least PS2 era GameCube, but not N64. Yeah, well, bad I mean, bad GameCube. Kind of polygonal shape, but, but yeah, I guess GameCube is more accurate. But it just yeah. really reminded me of like a polygon kind of shaped figures, like characters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, for me, number three. Uh, <laughs> I think I've done this before. Um, uh, and uh, let me just take this opportunity as my number three worst game of the year uh, to just, you know, EA, you've done some good stuff. You brought back Need for Speed on Nintendo Switch. That's a really good move. But the fact that you keep giving us crap for FIFA irritates me so, so, so much. Come on legacy system like legacy game that's ridiculous give us a real fifa game stop just giving us this crap so yes number three fifa 21 legacy edition for nintendo switch that's all i'm gonna say because i'm done i'm i i i don't want to just i'm gonna get off my whatever and just i'm gonna just move on to barry because it just bothers me so much that they don't put an actual oh fifa game on there i want to play a good soccer oh. game come on <laughs> What's well, good? It's just not as good as it could be, right? <laughs> no, it's actually not good. Uh, yeah, it the, the twenty one was twenty one's actually probably the worst of the legacy ones that they've released. It's oh, it's God. it's not it's not good, not even good, good for a legacy um, one. Yeah, <laughs> that 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 thing. Um, Except Jakester right. says that's why I play Rocket League exactly because I don't have an actual soccer game. We're gonna play car soccer instead. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my number two is a. I played multiple time management games this year, <clears throat> and uh, one of them was a lot of fun, and it, it really should have been an honorable mention for my indie, which was uh, Damage in Transit. The, the fact that you played you played multiple time management games is just an interesting phrase. Sorry. <laughs> it is. It is right. Uh, you know, so one one really should have been an honorable mention: da Damage in Transit on the on the indie side. The other one, the other one is so bad. I think I played ten minutes of it, and I I just just verbally said this is garbage and turned off my switch. And that game was Urban Flow. Urban Flow is a game where you control traffic lights. That's what you do. <laughs> and it's at first it's like, oh, this isn't so bad. I, you know, I make one side go, then I stop, then I let the other side go, and then they start complicating it. They start adding in trains and they start adding in specialty vehicles that need priority. And it just gets, you know, it starts with like 
two two sets of lights to like seven sets of lights. And you got to remember, oh, this one's R and this one's L and this one's X and this one's Y. And it just gets so complicated that and, and you only get like three crashes and you fail. So if you get three crashes, it's over. And it's just like like you would think like burnout crash. Oh, this would be a ton of fun. Like let's have a like let's see this biggest crashes. No, you can't do that. You're penalized. And it's just so boring and frustrating and you're just watching these these crashes happen and, and someone comes from the one side and you just weren't paying attention and it just I was like, ah, this game is just not worth your time. It is terrible. And I hope this is one of those few games I honestly hope doesn't get a physical because I don't want to have to buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, Greg, what's your number two worst game of the year? So I do have to preface at least this one because I was very excited upon its announcement. You can go back to like the indie world that it was announced in. And mm-hmm. It came out to be a huge turd, and that is Super <laughs> Mash. It's the game where you can mix genres of games together, and then all of a sudden you get like a different game to play. I mean, I tried to play through at least enough of it, but then a few of them just became like super difficult, like either like very unrealistically difficult and I don't know, I just didn't really have a lot of fun just continuously switching out the different types of games and got very sick of it pretty quickly. So that was a very big disappointment and my number two pick, Super Mesh. Yeah, yeah. I I remember that conversation and got us going, you know, that looks really cool. And then, uh, yeah. Not so much. Uh, <laughs> so someone needs to do that well, though. They need to, to be able to pull that off uh, really well because it's a it's an interesting concept for sure. Um, all right. So number two for me uh, was was a game that uh, that I think I got free through something Cubic Games was giving away at one point. I don't really know. Either they sent me a copy or they gave it to me because they're constantly giving their games away for some reason. Um, I guess they don't like money. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's a game that I, I thought I would enjoy because the concept seems so great. Um, but I it was, it was just confusing from the very beginning. And that's uh, it's uh, called Pocket Mini Golf. And I you just start in the game and they don't give you any instructions. They don't let you know how it works. And it's not like real mini golf where you get so many, uh, you know, you, you have to get the ball in the hole and the least amount of hits and everything. No, you only get so many lives and you're done. And you get some extra lives as well, but the game only, it doesn't really do a great job at all of explaining it. And you can't really fully like control the, the angle of the camera like you want to. And, and for the most part, you just find yourself getting frustrated more than anything else. Um, like there's a little bit of challenge in there and it's, it's not the worst game of the year. Um, it is number two. There's like a, a teeny, teeny bit of fun in there, but, uh, that fun's going to be over in about mm, 30 to 45 seconds. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, I, I found myself more frustrated about it. Um, I played it a little bit more just to like say that I that I played it more, um, but then I quickly you know turned it off and never to be seen again. So yeah, pocket mini golf, not so much fun. Uh, all right, moving on, Barry number one. All right, so first my one dishonorable mention goes to Holy Potatoes. What the hell? 
what the hell did I honestly play? <laughs> this is terrible. This is a, just a terrible cooking game with some really funny puns that you have no time to read because you're on the clock. It is just just the whole holy potatoes I don't understand. I think it's garbage. Stay away from it. But that's not my number one. And you're probably saying, what could beat Urban Flow? That sounds like garbage, which it is. <laughs> what could beat it? Well, let's take a game that has probably the worst premise in the history of video games that while hilarious is awful, just god awful, <laughs> combine it with terrible <laughs> controls, terrible aiming, and absolutely garbage everything else. And you get Ski Sniper. Yes. Yes, that's what it is. And you would think the title Ski Sniper might be, oh, I'm going to be like the Olympic sport where you're skiing and then you have to stop and you have to shoot. No, you shoot snipers and you blow them up and you watch their bodies go explosives, like just, just, just implode. That is if you can hit them. And the trailer makes it look so easy. And it's not. It is not. You will miss and you will miss and you will miss. And you were supposed to hit and you will miss. And it is garbage. It is absolutely garbage. It is not worth the time or the money to play this game. It is just a terrible, terrible premise on a terrible, terrible game. This is, it is hilarious to look at videos and to watch and go, oh my God, I can't believe they made this into a real game. I can't believe Nintendo approved this on the Switch. And the answer is yes, they made it into a game if you want to call it that. Yes, Nintendo approved it. It is available on the Switch, and it is not worth the 10 cents or 15 cents or whatever I wound up paying for it because it is absolutely garbage. It is just a terrible, terrible game. I, I do not recommend. And I'm sure people are going to be like, that's insane. That sounds like a great concept. I'm a, I have to try this now. And you know what? Do it at your own risk. It is a garbage, garbage game. And after you miss or miss, or maybe you'll hit, maybe you'll get lucky. Um, it is just, you pick your different vantage points on the slope and you, you, you take your shots where you want to kill them. And and you, I, the way I was playing it, I was, I was just like picturing the story of the skier. Like, oh, it's just a Sunday morning. I'm going to go skiing. I'm going to go see my family later. You know, like making up their lives before they get destroyed. You know, that was the only way I could find some any type of humor and, and, and enjoyment into this game. And then I would miss. And I'd be like, well, I guess you're going home to your wife tonight. <laughs> you know, it is just it is just a terrible game. <laughs> I do not recommend it. And is my worst game of the year. Um, nice, nice. I remember seeing that, and I remember like thinking, "Wow, that's quite the concept." And then I love the fact that it was like two weeks later. You're like, "Yeah, I'm playing that game now." I'm like, "Oh boy." <laughs> nice. I, uh, I did that for an under dollar challenge, and I just want my <laughs> money back. Damn it. Uh, yeah, that concept is just. Uh, all right, Greg, for uh, your worst game of the year. <laughs> Yeah, this was probably one that also deserved a game chat at some point that I had the unfortunate time to play. Um, it's pretty easy to come up with like a title, or at least uh, pretty easy to imagine after you like hear like, these awesome buzzwords just like going together. And that's when you hear the words fly, punch, boom. Uh, this was a very random game that you got to, got a few extra codes, and I just couldn't really get into it. I was trying it on normal initially, and then um, I was getting creamed, and then I'm like, all right, I guess I got to play it on easy. And then I was still getting creamed. Like, <laughs> I do not understand anything. Like, they do not explain anything, how to even play and go through the combos that you're supposed to be able to do and fight the computer. But I just couldn't figure it out. And 
I felt it was a complete waste of my time, and I still don't know how to play just like watching the video of it. It's just it's so confusing, and I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I can I can tell just watching the trailer. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. <laughs> like, what is this game? <laughs> oh boy uh so yeah so moving on uh worst game of the year for me uh quick shout out i didn't play it uh very few people did but that's cooking monarch cooking mama cook star uh that's so bad um go back a few episodes we, we talked about that game uh but uh yeah number one for me is is a game that uh that I've talked about on the podcast before. Um, I talked about uh, and 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 how uh, we all need to play it sometime and uh, just check it out because it's free. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a game that I don't recommend, even if it's free. It's not worth it. And uh, that's uh, that's Circle of Sumo. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of awful. Um, it is free, so at least I didn't waste any of my money, just my time. Um, it's fairly easy, but it's it's just not good. It's not fun. It looks like it it belonged on like two generations ago, uh, sort of uh, thing. Like again, there's so little to complain about, like legitimately, because it's a free game. So I'm like, okay, Steve, like really, it's gonna be your number one because like it's free. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> like I I don't want to go back to it. Like I kind of want to try it like multiplayer with you guys at some point, but it's going to be one of those that we, we try for like maybe two minutes and then we, we say we did it and we're going to move away. So um, yeah, unlike uh ski sniper, you know, wasting, you know, 15 cents or whatever, you're not going to waste any money this one, but, uh, but I still don't recommend it even though it's free. No. Oh boy. All right. I know people are heading out. I know this is a longer episode. Sorry about that, guys. We have so much to talk about with our Game of the Year awards. It usually is a longer episode. Uh, so I know some people are heading out. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for joining in while you could. Uh, be sure to listen to the rest of it later. Um, but uh, what, are they, what are they saying? What are what are some of their worst <laughs> games? Or are they just enjoying our rants? Like, no, <laughs> uh, Well, they're definitely enjoying the rants. There's a lot of, lot of uh, conversation. Uh, Roberto didn't realize Cobra Kai had a game, and he feels 30 years ago it would have been an LJN release. I completely agree. It would have been mm -hmm. Dave, who who just left, said uh, SpongeBob Rehydrated was very unpolished, and the Switch version was the worst. Mario Sunshine is still the worst as well, even though he's beat it like 150 times or whatever. Uh, Jake's just said he doesn't have a worst game on Switch that released this year, but he still thinks the worst game he played this year was definitely Pokemon Shield. Uh... Hmm. Jesse thinking Cobra Kai will never die. Um, still, um, yeah, that Cobra, that's Cobra Kai definitely died. Uh, <laughs> Jake's just said the worst game that released this year on PC was Fast and the Furious Crossroads. I heard some terrible things about that. Jesse said FIFA 21 as, as a legacy is disappointing. Uh, and uh, Roberto says just a dumpster fire every year for FIFA. Uh, Roberto was hoping that Urban Flow might be good. But it's not, I'm telling you, it is not. <laughs> Do not buy that. Uh, he almost bought Super Smash, uh, but something told him not to, and he's glad he did now. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Dave, Dave said, LOL, Ski Sniper, I've heard of this. Uh, Roberto said, uh, that's insane. 
And picturing the stories of the skiers, he likes that. That, that was the <laughs> only way I found any type of enjoyment. Uh, talked a little bit of holy potatoes. Uh, that sadly got a physical, but yeah, you had to buy that. Uh, Roberto said, holy crap, I forgot about Cooking Mama. <laughs> I think many of us did. It mm-hmm. was just so much of this year that a lot of people forgot about Cooking Mama. Uh, the controversy was a big deal. We made several episodes about it, and now it's, it's passe. Uh, and Jakester says, uh, oh, I do have an honorable mention for a third-party game. I don't have it, but Kamen Rider Memory of Heroes is an amazing game. That did get a physical in the Asian and Japanese region and is in English. Oh, and Jesse said he would pick that daddy dating game. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, Before we go into the game, game of the year... <laughs> Um, before we do game of the year, should we read our choices from Discord? We had several. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's let's head over to Discord. <clears throat> um, you want me to read them, or you want to read them, or yeah, if you got it pulled up, go for it. Yeah, I've got uh, so, so Dave, many screams Dave in said, front of uh, me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dave said his best indie Switch game was uh, Hypno Space Outlaw. Uh, his best third-party game was not applicable. He just didn't have a AAA Switch game. Uh, best Nintendo game was Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. His best game in a non-Nintendo system was Persona 5 Royal. His worst game was SpongeBob SquarePants Rehydrated. And his overall game of the year was actually Persona 5 Royal. Hmm. Um, Landwin27 said his best indie Switch game was Murder by Numbers. His best third-party AAA Switch game was Doom Eternal. His best Nintendo game was Animal Crossing New Horizons. Best game in a non-Nintendo system was Spider-Man Miles Morales. His worst game of the year was actually Cooking Mama Cookstar. <laughs> and his overall game of the year was Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, and then Billy said, I just want to say Hades on Switch is his game of the year for everything. I can't stop playing it. Uh, so there we go. We got some more more answers there. Nice. Nice. I, I want to play Hades, but I, I've realized that I'm not a big roguelite fan. Um like the ones that I play, and maybe I just haven't played a good one yet. But uh, and maybe maybe Hades is it. But uh, but yeah, I haven't I haven't pushed myself to actually play it yet because uh, I'm not you know too fond of that genre so far. But of course, it it's gotten it got a lot of nods at the uh, and awards at the Game Awards. So it, clearly, it's a good game uh, for sure. Uh, all right, time to move into our overall picks of this year. And uh, we forgot to mention this at the beginning. Uh, we mentioned in our last podcast um, that these picks this year are from January to November. Um, so some of you may be wondering, why haven't they mentioned Immortals Phoenix Rising? Why have they not mentioned Doom Eternal? Uh, these games are clearly really good. Why is it not on the list? Why are they not even honorable mentions? It's because they came out in December. Uh, so those games will be uh qualifying for our game of the years in 2021 so um both of those games will you know possibly show up on our list and some other games that came out in 20 uh in december of 2020 um so that's just a change we're making this year uh just to make sure that we get uh enough time with those games some of those times you know like a couple years ago uh speaking of xenoblade you know barry only got just like you know a couple days with it um changed his opinion afterwards but we already did our game of the year awards and so we want to make sure that we're giving ample time uh, to those games. So um, as as w- happens a lot of times with award shows and things like that, we're just going to rope in December 
to the following year. Uh, so we're going to move into our, our game of the year picks, overall picks uh, from the Nintendo Switch this year. Um, and this is all the different categories that we've talked about other than the non-Nintendo categories um, that we've talked about tonight. Uh, all these games are games that we have mentioned already. Um, and so uh, we don't necessarily need to talk about, we're not going to talk about them like a lot more. You're not going to hear us say the same exact thing again about these games. But uh, so this one, this category will go a little faster, but uh, we're going to award our overall game of the year very soon. Let's start off with number three, Barry. What's your overall game of the year for, for 2020? Number three. This was uh, this was a little tougher to come down and how I wanted to break it down and what order did I want to really put things in. But uh, this, this, this tells you how good of a year it is when a Zelda game hits number three for me. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity was my number three uh, game of the year. Just... I just again I, I fell in love with it i definitely recommend this game it's just a lot of fun but it, it hit my number three because it's it just it just that's where it fell and it's just awesome <laughs> <laughs> nice nice all right greg going on to you for number three so number three was just a game that i was just like raving about towards the beginning of the podcast and that was my favorite indie game and that was with the golf of that well, it took me by surprise how much fun I had playing a loosely based golf game. So definitely well earned and great good job well done by the developers and publisher. Nice. Nice. That's cool. Uh number three for me uh is is also a uh an indie game. Um I really, really enjoy Evergate. Um, and it was my number three overall game. It's uh, a game that I, I, I said that I knew I would like, but I didn't realize how much I would like it. Um, it. It plays on all the different things that I really enjoy. I didn't talk about the the music as well, the atmospheric uh, sounds that they just really pulls you in and just grabs uh, you as a game as a gamer. Um, if you enjoy challenges, if you enjoy puzzles, if you enjoy uh, platforming, um, all those different things. If you enjoy looking at something that's just beautiful uh, and moving, it's just it's a fantastic game and uh worthy of number three overall for me this year barry number two ah uh, this was a really tough one this one really put me <laughs> down my number one and my number two were literally like like the equivalent of dueling dragons it, it was intertwined and it was it, i had to think one way or another one way or another and just when it, it really boiled down to to the fact that one of these is a complete game and the other one technically is only part one. And that one is the equivalent of Avengers Infinity War and that is The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3. Phenomenal game, absolutely worth your time. And it leaves on a cliffhanger that will make you immediately want to pop in the fourth game. And that is simply that after, you know, 80 hours of this epic game you're really only playing one half of the true game so it, and, and that's not it's not like final fantasy 7 remake where they took one big game and split it into like no there's just enough content and this was designed this way much like the the avengers movies um was designed to be two parts and is absolutely worth it and and hits my number two nice nice all right greg what's your number two 
All right, so this was a series first for me that had, I mean, obviously if I put in over 400 some hours into it, it definitely deserves to be here. That's Animal Crossing New Horizon. So I, you've spent so much time playing this game and really got into a lot and it has me really questioning to pick up the older games in the series. So definitely a well-deserved pick and definitely the game of, a very good game to occupy your time for in the year that we had this year. So, two. Nice, nice. All right. Uh, moving on uh, to my number two. Um, it's funny uh, that um, that I I really <laughs> thought that this game that I put at number two would be number one honestly when it when it first got announced um but but there was there was a time factor that uh that got to played into it and and when i when i put these two games together first and second um i really had to look at across the board like which one have i put more time with which one have i desired to put more time with which one have i put off other things to play this game and which one have I not put off to play the, this game. And so while it does pain me to say, uh, I did put Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity at number two. Um, like I said, strictly because um, there, there have been other games that I want to play and I haven't like, if it was number one, I would have put off the other things to play Hyrule Warriors and I haven't. Um, so it's, while it's a fantastic game, it it hasn't made me put off other things like my number one pick has. So that is, uh, that's my number two, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. All right, moving in to our overall pick. Uh, and before I, before I say, uh, I go into this at all, um, let me just revisit the fact that We've had so many different picks across the board. And uh, and so, as you can tell, only a couple repeats from any of our categories, really. Um, Nintendo category, I, I, we had some repeats. Um, and overall, we have some repeats, but not nearly that many repeats at all. Um, so before we before we get into it, I just want to let you know it's ahead ahead of time. This is the case, and and how we calculated the overall game of the year. Wow, this was one of the tightest races we've ever had. Only because games only were mentioned so many times. So it's not like we were dealing with like. 10 points and 11 points and 10 points. No, it was more like a couple points to a couple points because our picks were so varied. But with that being said, Barry, let's go to you for your overall pick of the game of the year for 2020. Well, the other half of that dueling dragon that for me takes it just had to exemplify the overall best that came out this year the best story, the best gameplay, the best of everything. And that had to go to Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition with Future Connected. The amount of content in that one game is huge. 
it took me probably about 60 to 70 hours just going through the story and I didn't do everything because I had done it already the first time. You know, then you have an extra 20 hours in Future Connected. It is a massive, fantastic world that really needs to be explored. It is just so good. It is just so unbelievable. And it is one of those once in a generation style games. And, and it was last generation's game that got remade for more people to experience. And there was a reason Operation Rainfall existed. There was a reason we, reason we begged for this game and it absolutely warranted it. And everybody should play it. Nice, nice. It's a quality game. If I'm going to play one, I'm probably going to go to two before I go to one. Um. <laughs> That's fine. That's fair. Two is, two, is, two is honestly a little bit better in my opinion, but they're so close. It's like a 9.9 to a 9.8 kind of deal, <laughs> or a 9.85. Nice. Cool. Well, congratulations, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition as Barry's Game of the Year for 2020. Now, time to move on to Greg. What is your Game of the Year for 2020, Greg? Well, I was almost going to pick Xenoblade, but I already knew somebody else was going to pick it. So, <laughs> um, I actually had to go with uh, my number one Switch game. I've never felt more compelled to actually buy a game and go jump in more into the series than I did just from experiencing this particular demo, and that had to be Pikmin 3 Deluxe. I know it's part of an existing game, and it's been out before, but it's truly taken me by storm, and I don't think that I can resist not buying it and trying to finish it off. Nice. Nice. It's a quality game. Uh, I'm pretty sure I need to look back at my list at some point. I think I made it. Uh, it was in the, my top list of, of uh, game of the year for Wii U that year. I don't know if it was my overall pick, but I know it was in my top three for sure. Um, fantastic game. So cool. Congratulations to Pikmin three uh, for being Greg's overall game of the year um my game of the year <clears throat> really does Rocket come League. down uh yes yes <laughs> but unfortunately <laughs> it didn't come out this year um so i had to go with a brand new game that did come out this year and and honestly it's it's the game that beyond rocket league that i played the most and, and I did put off, I found myself putting off other things that I need to do to play this game. And it, so it's, it's not the game that's like, oh my gosh, amazing storyline. It's not the game that, oh, there's so much action packed and just ooh, draws you in and you want to like be in that, like that, all that, the, the stuff that's going on. No, but it was the game that I played the most. And that's really why Animal Crossing New Horizons won out to me. Um, it it hit this year where we needed a game like this, like I've talked about before. And uh, yeah, it just, it's it's so, it, it is immersive in a different way than other games are. Um, and and it made me want to check in every day and and find out what those little characters are doing and, and kind of just lose myself in that world. And I did for a lot of hours this year, um, way more hours than I really hope to uh, ever admit. Um, and and yeah, like lately, I, I've stepped, I have finally stepped away from it, but it but it still hurts me because like every day I go, I was like, I really do want to play Animal Crossing, 
but I do finally, I'm able to like pull away and do some other things that I need to do. But, uh, but I don't feel that way about other games. Like if a game goes by and I don't play, um, well, I feel a little bit Rocket League, um, but Hyrule Warriors, for instance, I, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll eventually get to it. <clears throat> but, but Animal Crossing is one of those games that if I don't play that day, I go, you know what? I really, I really, I really should have played Animal Crossing. I missed playing today. Um, and, and that there's something special about that. And so that's why Animal Crossing New Horizons is my overall game of the year for 2020. Uh, so with that being said, we, uh, we do a little calculation and uh, we, we work everything together. And uh, so how we, how we calculate this, if you guys are new to the podcast, uh, new to our Game of the Year awards, we, we give points based on where games landed in our overall winner uh, category. Um, and if there are any ties, different things like that, we look at how many times it showed up on the list of the get overall game uh, of, of the year award uh, category. Um, and then if there's ties or whatever beyond that, then we look at the additional categories and kind of go back there. And, and we have had to do that in the past. We've had to go back. I think last year uh, it was, I think, to find third place. Yeah. I had to go back like two or three categories deep uh, to, to finally find out who got third place. Um, this year, uh, first and second were pretty easy to determine. Uh, third place required a little bit more work. Um, but let me tell you, um, we give three points to the first place, uh, winners. We give two points to second place and we give one point to, uh, third place. So kind of in reverse. And, um, there was, uh, one point, um, sorry, two points differentiating first and second and third. There's actually a tie for second and third. And uh, the only thing that broke that tie up was how many times second popped up on the list um, for, for us three. So number three for the Game of the Year awards for, from Nintendo Fuse collectively is Pikmin 3. So Pikmin 3 came in with three points, um, was Greg's number one pick. There got three points. <laughs> also with three points, but showing up twice on the list was Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity as number two game of the year. Um, showed up twice, had a first, uh, or sorry, a second and a third pick, adding up to three points, but because it was on the list twice, beat out Pikmin 3. And number one was Animal Crossing New Horizons, showing up as a number one pick and a number two pick with five points total. So five, three, and three. That's what we're looking at this year in terms of points and how that broke down. I'm calling snub right here. Xenoblade also got three points. Oh, sorry. Yes. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah. So when I mentioned <laughs> So when I mentioned that, yes, so the reason it did was because that's when I had to go back through the category to find out third place. So Xenoblade actually, so let's let's take it a little further, two other places. Xenoblade ended up in fourth, also with three points, and Cold Steel 3 ended up in fifth with two points. Um, so the, the, the reason why uh, Pikmin 3 beat out Xenoblade was because Pikmin 3 also ended up on uh, other lists more than, than, uh, than Xenoblade did. So... 
That's just because you two need to play better games. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, technically it was a, a kind of a three-way tie with the points uh, for, for second place. Uh, and then we had to we had to look at the other, the other factors there. So... Um, yeah, I, I think it, it, tell, it tells you like, uh, I think, uh, was it Jakester? Oh, wow, so much chat uh, chatting has happened uh, since the last time I looked at that. But uh, someone mentioned like, just forget, forgot that this year had so many good games. And, uh, and I think sometimes we do that. We, we kind of forget, you know, in the middle of all the chaos of 2020 that this year did bring us some really quality games. Um, and, uh, and, and that was really good. I mean, sure, we would have loved to have more. Um, we would have had to, you know, we'd love to to have a lot of those games that have been pushed off to 2021 and those different things. But we really did have yeah. a good year of gaming. Um, yeah. Do you, Barry, any thoughts as we as we do wrap up our game of the year podcast, wrap up for 2020? Uh, any any closing thoughts uh, about this year in gaming? Honestly, yeah, I, I I'm not a fan of those years where, you know. We all have the same number ones. We all have the same number twos. We all have the same number threes. I think those are the most boring years. Uh, even though those games may be worth it and and absolutely, you know, like like and I hate to say it, like 2017. If you go back and listen, you know, Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey dominated all our lists. And it was, it, you know, it's what why well, pick Odyssey? Well, I also pick Odyssey. Well, I also pick Odyssey. Like it it gets boring when you're talking about the same game. And one thing I've seen like in the chats are people like, oh, I didn't, I never even seen this game. <clears throat> oh, I've never heard of this one. Oh, this one looks good. You know, it it really lets gaming shine. It lets all these these lesser known titles really get their their spot in the, the spotlight. And and I love years like this where we we ha we all have different tastes. We all have different genres we love and different styles of games we love and different play styles and different time and different lives. And here we get to really, you know, give the time to these the best of the best and, and really talk about the best of the best that we don't always get to do. And hopefully people listen to this and go, oh, I've never heard of this or, oh, I really need to give this more a shot or maybe I will give this a try. And hopefully you can find some of your best games in our list. And I hope that's the case. Um, but any year that is this diversive with all these different types of games, I think is a good one. And considering that the, the year, the year as is 2020, you would think that we would have great games in January, February and March, and then maybe a little in April and May. And then the rest of the year would be blah. But no, it never stopped. We got surprises. We got great games released. We had fun experiences. <clears throat> and we're not even touching December. And December, like you mentioned, had some big releases. So it, this just, it was honestly a great year in, in terms of games across the board, not just on the Switch, just across the board on all platforms. And I think as gamers, we're blessed. We are spoiled and blessed to have all these great games at our fingertips that we could just play and enjoy. And especially with quarantine, we're supposed to be inside. Well, now's a no better time than now to enjoy some of these great games we talked about tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. Greg, any, any closing thoughts on the game of the year or, or the games of this year, year in gaming? Yeah, I mean, pretty much very said pretty much what I, all of us want to say. I mean, obviously with having to quarantine, that's perfect for gamers of all that enjoy all systems and platforms. So we've seen like splurges and like Animal Crossing like Surge, like it's going to be passing Mario Kart uh, 8 Deluxe in terms of sales soon. And that came out this year. So it's like, that has to be a feat to say that like, oh, a lot of people knew that would be, or after 
figuring we had to be pretty much at home and stay at home orders and what other things to do than to play games. I mean, it's one of the most immersive things and I obviously enjoy talking about this. That's why we're still doing this episode 216. So it's been one heck of a year, great games on all platforms and all very well-deserving things to be mentioned tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's really it's really cool for Nintendo, you know, in the middle of all this stuff. We talked about them canceling all this stuff and probably taking a lot of people off last episode and and all this different stuff, but they're still topping the list in terms of like uh, how many consoles they're selling. I mean, it's there's still, you know, uh, people want to play these games. Um, and aside from Nintendo as well, I mean, we had some great uh, as we talked about tonight, some great games that came out on other systems and continue to come out on other systems. I, I am, I'm excited. I think we're all excited about where where video games are going in the future. Um, we have some amazing games that we are anticipating uh, for 2021. Uh, we're going to talk about our predictions uh, at our next episode. Um, so we, we won't, you know, get into that tonight. But uh, just know that yeah, we, we've got a lot to talk about um, when it comes to that predictions episode, uh, which will be next next time. Um, because there's some cool stuff that we know is coming out and there's some other stuff that that we can only speculate about because of where it seems like the gaming industry is going um so even in the middle of pandemic and and all that stuff it, we have uh, some a lot of stuff to be thankful for because there's some great quality games that that some developers have, have been able to put out this year um for our enjoyment and and that's so so cool uh, so let's let's uh, quickly move on to one quick headline and then we'll uh, talk about what's coming up over the next couple weeks and then we'll wrap up uh, this episode. Uh, so one quick headline, uh, you guys can find out more information about this at nintendofuse.com. But uh, we got some more NES and SNES games that came to Switch Online. To, uh, they're going to be coming out on December 18th and that list... Uh, again, is on our website, nintendofuse.com. But on the NES, you're going to be able to play Nightshade. And on SNES, you're going to be play, able to play uh, Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble, uh, The Ignition Factor, Super Valis 4, and Tough Enough. Uh, four games on the SNES. So it continues to grow. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of games that we still, you know, wish were on there. But, uh, but um, yeah, that's we got four new SNES games, one new NES game, kind of uh, holding on. Uh, maybe 2021 will uh, give us more games more often, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, but if you have NES online, SNES online, uh, you can check those out uh, essentially for free. All right, well, let's move on. Uh, like we said, we're going to be back in January, so we're going to quickly just look at all the games that are coming out over the next few weeks. And uh, there's some cool uh, games on the list. There's some of them coming out like right around Christmas time, New Year, uh, things like that. Uh, so as we, we scroll through those games on, on the screen, you guys are going to be able to see those um, as well. But uh, one of the games that I'm interested, uh, or series of games that I'm interested in that I didn't think were coming to the Switch uh, were the uh, BitTrip games are actually coming out in just uh, a few uh, few days. Um, so that whole series of games that led to Runner 2 and Runner 3, um, they're coming out to Switch. Um, what are you guys hoping to play over the next couple of weeks? What's what's like standing out to you of new games? Um, sometimes this is the season where they just kind of like you know, throw out the rest of the stuff before the end of the year. Um, but there are some, some decent games that are coming out uh, pretty soon. Uh, Barry, anything uh, stand out to you? 
Uh, nothing of what's really coming out is standing out to me. Uh, what I plan to do is I plan to finish Jedi Fallen Order and then either move on to Ease Origin or move on to uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, one of them. I haven't figured out which yet, but I do try to want to finish Jedi Fallen Order. And of course, Animal Crossing. Got to get all those recipes because it's limited by time. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yes. I actually need to uh, I need to jump back into it and, and try to get uh, a good uh, snowman. We'll see. Uh, Greg, uh, what are you hoping to uh, play over the next couple of weeks, whether it be brand new games or some of your backlog? It's probably be more of the backlog and ongoing games. Um, over the holidays, I'll be getting Age of Calamity, so I can see why it wasn't in my list tonight, along with uh, Immortals, Phoenix Rising. Is also be get, I'll be getting um, that one as well. And then I've already said how Pikmin 3 already pretty much convinced me to buy it, so I'm really hoping to get that soon once I get some money from Christmas and everything, get that in the season, or once I get a surprise gift. So it'll pretty much just be backlog games for the most part, along with the continuing around with my daughters, the Mario Kart and Mario Odyssey and stuff like that. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to get back into uh, work some more on Immortals, um, get a little bit more time in. Um, I did post my gameplay, uh, kind of my opening gameplay on our on our channel. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, you guys can um, and see, you know, maybe how bad I am at the game. Uh, I'm playing on an easy set setting, so hopefully not that bad. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, also really excited about getting uh, more into uh, High War Warriors, um, Age of Calamity, and see what all the uh, the commotion is about at the end of, of the game. Um, but, uh, and of course, continuing in Rocket League and Animal Crossing, um, pretty much like always, but, uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to over the next few weeks. Uh, I probably won't be getting those bit trip games, but it's kind of cool just to know that they're coming over. Um, so that's, uh, it's interesting and kind of a surprise. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that brings us to the end of 2020, the end of episode 216. And, uh, yeah. Game of the Year awards all over, and we have a lot to look forward to in 2021. Like we said, we'll be back in January. Uh, so, kind um, of what fifth? Uh, yeah, fifth or oh, the next week. Yeah, we'll look at it. We got we have to decide what works out for us. So either first or second week. So we'll we'll take a few weeks, at least a couple weeks off. Uh, so, like we said, we have a we have a lot of back back episodes if you haven't if you know you miss us for some reason um you guys can uh <laughs> listen to an old episode uh for sure i need to get those those other like really old ones up uh again soon uh so cool that hasn't found those recordings so hopefully we can get those up soon um so you guys can like listen to the the old 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 ones at some point um but uh yeah next episode like i said earlier is going to be predictions that's always a fun episode as well. We get to look at uh, what the the next year ahead might hold, and uh, maybe you know glance back at 2020 and see how awful we did with our <laughs> predictions this year. <laughs> that that could be a good episode for you to listen to in the break. Is go back to yeah. the beginning of this year and listen to the 2020 predictions <laughs> and how awfully wrong we were. <laughs> yeah, because all of us predicted there'd be a a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, guys, it's been great to be with you all tonight. Uh, both Greg, Barry, it's always great to talk with you guys, but it's so great to, to chat with you guys. We had so much fun, so much going on in the chat tonight. Uh, I, I love that. Like, like we didn't cover half of what you guys are talking about because there's so much conversation going on. That's that's so awesome. Uh, be sure to uh, follow us on social media if you haven't done so yet. We're at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, be sure to join our Discord. We absolutely love talking with you guys in the Discord. So be sure to join that um, on the screen in the in the show notes and the in the uh, YouTube description as well. Uh, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the bell, all those different things. Subscribe, and uh, we will see you guys next time in 2021. How crazy is that? But Thank until God. then, <laughs> <laughs> happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. Catch you later.